Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. I like turtles. Oh, my Right. Now y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. Well, that's this week's episode. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I got anybody to like me. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I must Did have I skipped it? ahead. Uh, well, how are you guys doing? I'm not too bad. I'm here. I'm <laughs> yeah. adequate. Even, yeah. even though your shirt's misspelled? Yeah, geez. You can't even spell your own people's country right. That's how it goes. How? Nutella. It's <laughs> Italia. Italia. I've never Italia. heard it called that before. That's how uh, we pronounce it in, in the old country. We? Back at the boot. We? Back on a boot. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, it, you can't say a boot. boot. That's not your people's word. That's my people's word. It's a boot, like a shoe. Oh, uh, it's, it's a boot. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. I my that's bad. How, that's not, my not bad. a boot. Not a boot. Just I thought boot. that's how Canadians said about. It is. <laughs> they said a boot. A boot? Yeah. A boot. It's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> If you talked with an Italian accent, man, I don't know that we could be friends. It'd be annoying. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Just just dumping it out to. there. All right. Hey, well, that's this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> your feelings are valid. <laughs> I must um, con- consent to your, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're. Uh, I don't think we've ever heard that all the way to the end, have we? Um, <laughs> with you, yeah, I think we, I thought we had to restart it one time too. Yeah. Because of you. We had to listen to 10 minutes of intro. Well, we, uh, well, we're starting to get some nice weather boys. It's, yeah. it's oh, not it's 50 to below zero. Hold on. What do you mean some nice weather boys? Comma <laughs> 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 boys. Or... <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're finally getting some nice weather. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for yesterday, man, that the wind. I went outside at work. That wind, I, there was like all the freaking like sand they put down in the parking lot for the snow. You should have seen it blowing. It was like a freaking like sandstorm out. Yeah. Ah. I was blind for like 10 minutes washing salt or sand out of my eyes. But no, I'm excited that the weather's getting nice. Yeah, me too. We can actually maybe do some on location type things and do some video stuff with this and yeah. go somewhere. I were, This is episode 20. Yes, man, man, we hit to twenties. No, out of those teen years. Just, just think about it. Like, does it seem like we've done twenty episodes? It doesn't. I was actually no, just thinking about really. it on the way to the studio here. I was like, well, a while back, I was talking to you guys, like looking at the podcast on the platforms and stuff. That's if you go to linktr.ee forward slash boundless pod trap, you'll find whatever streaming platform of your choice. Uh, but you're already listening to this on your 
streaming platform of choice. Anyways, going through the the Podbean and stuff, I'm like, holy crap! I can scroll and it can just like roll. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Got te- some content. Technically, we should have more than twenty episodes, but we had to take a few breaks. Uh, we missed a couple, a few episodes when we had COVID back in right. November. So. That's your guys' right. choice. No. Yeah, no. Our, cho- our choice to get a disease that could have killed us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could have survived it, too. Well, you did. <laughs> could have. Yeah. Are we a, ghosts right now? A small part of us died with the COVID. Maybe I'm in the movie. You're, are you Jesus? I, well, some you're some not, people like to call me. You're Jesus. not what I pictured you to yeah. be like. A lot of people call me God. He he has abs. He has ripped abs. Yeah. You kind of look like someone who had abs but gave up on life. Well, when I had long hair, I was trying to do some fitness training. It's like getting... Getting fit like Jesus. This is the, the, the cross. Yeah, Speaking, if, if you're friends with Justin on Facebook, your newsfeed is going to be filled with pictures of his boobies. Because <laughs> he's not filled. There's only a few pictures. <laughs> no. There's six pictures. There's six pictures. Like when that's I first saw that, I'm like, many, what the? That's too many pictures, Justin. Yeah. But uh, there was the fat boobies, and then there was the not so fat boobies. And somebody, mil- somebody milked you. Yeah. <laughs> I milked myself. <laughs> Many times with it. <laughs> we were having an interesting conversation before we started recording about um, porn and um, how it's changed over the <laughs> Has years. Has changed this too much. I, I don't. Do you think it's gotten better or I worse? I haven't over seen time? porn in years. So yeah, whatever. I'm not entirely. Yeah, Are sure. you judging minutes by years now? Uh, last time I watched porn was way back there. <laughs> Way back where? There, over there. In the corner? Bonnie, in the corner of the studio? <laughs> that's that's he, what that is. That's where he makes me go. I couldn't find the newspaper. No. <laughs> I, I, may, maybe someday, if you're lucky, you can hear the, because uh, Justin recorded our conversation about porn. He might, if you join our Patreon page, which does not exist, <laughs> <laughs> just give us money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if, we thought about doing that. That's one thing I don't understand is like a lot of podcasters or people who are trying to promote something like that for like a certain, it's like, yeah, all you got to do is join whatever this for $15, a, you know, a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. I'm like, what, what kind of coffee do you get? <laughs> right. Uh, I don't drink coffee. I could imagine it's probably about that expensive. Well, I, I look at it like there's a, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they have Patreon page and they have a lot of people that actually pay money and it's like, they announce the people's names. That's part of like the lower bracket is you get your name announced on the episode. And I, I don't know. To me, they they have con. It's like they record like six podcasts. Like they're constantly recording content, and like you're only getting a small portion of it unless you pay. Then you get to hear a lot of it. And it's like I don't know that people would. People don't even want to listen to us when it's free. <laughs> like, we, already, we already name drop on here, anyways. Stacy, Stacy, yeah, I know. And that's, that's six bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, Paco, and he doesn't listen to everything, but he just yeah. calls us out on. Have you guys heard from Paco lately? I, I did. Yeah, when you know, I, we were replacing the fuse box here in the house, mm-hmm. so I called him to get some electrical advice. So he took some time out of his day to help me redo the fuse box. You got electrical advice? Do you not remember five years ago at the cabin? No, what happened at the cabin? Well, you know how the cabin's not there anymore? <laughs> that was because Paco tried to install a ceiling fan. Well, didn't go granted, so well. He did wake up in the hospital well, towards the end of that. Like we had is that short, what happened so. when he said he fucked uh-uh. four nurses? I don't know if that was at that cabin. Uh, 
I don't know. He doesn't talk to me about that kind of stuff. Oh, men can be nurses. He told too. me once he fucked four nurses. Men I didn't know. I think, I think he lies a lot. He makes up a lot of stuff. Then again, he is kind of a. It could have been legend. five. He he deflates the numbers for us because. What's your definition of fucked? Because like, man, like my boss just fucked me on this, and I mean, his <laughs> boss. Did your boss fuck you on that? Uh, on what? Your laptop? Because that's what you pointed, you pointed at. at your laptop. <laughs> I don't got anything if my boss fucking me on my laptop or anywhere. Do you, <laughs> your boss. Bench. Do you do you need to do you need to tell us about your boss fucking you? I'm not. It's a fig. It's a figure of speech. Do you enjoy it? No, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> what if you had a hot boss? Yeah, that's what the knee pads in the trunk are for. <laughs> <laughs> what if your boss was who's a good old porn star chick? I mean, everybody goes to Jenna Jameson. Yeah. yeah, I never was a fan. Yeah, but she's like mid. Well, I'm talking old. What about like Lisa Loveless? Oh yeah. What is she? I thought she died. Nina Hartley. Who am I thinking of? She's still around. Who? Not Lisa Loveless. There's a. I don't watch. What porn, about so Vanna? Yeah. What about Vanna White? Yeah. Well, she's not a porn star. She's I know. I go she to posted her Playboy, and she, she regretted did, yeah. it. She regrets yeah. that. Well, I'm Dude. pretty sure most people do. Did you know Drew Barrymore? Was in Playboy? Yeah. Yeah. I coveted that fucking book. I think I think every actress from like the eighties and nineties was in Playboy at some point or another. They had to. When their career started going to hell, it's like, well, it's just titties. You I know Justin's not into professional wrestling, but you remember in watching like WWE wrestling when like um I never got Sable, Tori Wilson, China. Chrissy Hemi, I think, was in that. Like, were you one of those ones where you were like at the the convenience shop trying to buy one as no, quick as you could? I looked at I looked at the China one just because I wanted to see how big her cock was. But uh, <laughs> ouch, that's harsh. Um, <laughs> it's like one, two, three, kid. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> but no, you know, I was never huge into Playboy. Like, I was always pretty shy when it came to sexual stuff when I was a kid. You. <laughs> Yes, wow. me. Wow. But when I got a little older, like into my teens, he's like, nope, when I this makes baby Jesus cry." When <laughs> I got out, when I got out of my like awkward, like I was a cute kid up to being like ten years old, and then from eleven to fourteen, like I'll admit it, I had a real bad growth spurt there, where I was ugly as sin. So, Are you still going through it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! You set yourself up for that. I did. I did. So I was like, yeah, I'm shy. Girls are scary. And then I kind of broke out of that. And then I was like, all right, girls, talk to me. I want to fuck everything that moves. So, but from that small section there, when boys were finding girls, I fished every single day. I just played with my worm in a different way. And you smelled their mind. <laughs> you know, Blue Bash, this game can be played both ways. You pick on me enough. I'm oh. come, I'm coming back. And the you. claws are coming oh, out. I thought we were friends. This is what friends do. To Don't dig okay. too okay. deep, or else you might get burned by the yeah. molten oh, lava. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good one. Wow. I don't know. My, I was the typical boy. You know, it's hand at job. The, at the hand right, jobs here and there to my the, friends. At the right time. <laughs> mommy, the, I touched a boob. I'm not a virgin anymore. At the right age, you know, that's when I started getting interested in girls. And then I, I turned 28. Yeah. Everything was weird from then on. 30. Started growing uh, hair in weird places. I remember the first girl that I saw naked, it was at a buddy's party. And it was like 20 guys one and girl. one girl. 
and I remember I had to, it was, it was like a new year's Eve party and, uh, I had to leave or I was late getting there. And when I got there, I got to the house and nobody's there except my one buddy. I'm like, where is everybody? He's like, Oh, they're in the bedroom playing truth or dare. It's like, uh, there, there's a naked girl in there. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And I walk in thinking there's going to be more girls there. And it's like, I walk in and it's like all these guys. And then the one girl and there's like, Hey, you want to join? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't really want to. This is weird. She's like, but, no. <laughs> yeah. But that was, if he comes, I'll leave. That was the weirdest time. That was, yeah. But, and that was so weird. Like at that age where it's like, there's like 17 dudes with boners and one chick and you're just, you're okay with it. Like you don't realize how gay it is, but you're just, you're comfortable with it. You're like, let's all take out our dicks and jerk off to this one page playboy. May, okay. Maybe I should have clarified the guys were fully clothed in the room. <laughs> that it's was just like going to a strip club anyways. I mean, like, and, yeah. which I still think is fucking gross. And, same here. Like I've never had the utter interest or whatever. Like let's go. It's like if people it, are going, they it's like, it, okay, my, I might And it's well. not like a thing like you go to a strip club to be like, yeah, we're going to see tits, right? It's going to be great. Like you go to like a social environment to hang out with I go your for buddies. the buffet. <laughs> right? it, Free hot dogs yeah. with every lap dance. Tits and If tots. it's not there, I'm not wanting it. But like the, longs. <laughs> the, the dudes who go to the strip club to be like, oh, man, we're going to see so much tits and vag. It's going to be awesome. My dick's going to be hard for days. Like, no, you're a fucking creeper, dude. <laughs> like, we're not going to surround the stage and see who zipper breaks first. Like, that's not the reason the stage. why you go. Like, this is my sister's set, so I'm she's going to go. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say this, and you're going to think I'm lying, but this is the truth. One of the reasons I really like going to the strip club was to spend time with, like, buddies or the one buddy I'd go with. But it was the music. It was cool to go there at a time, like, a few years ago, they would play actually good music. Like they'd play like corn system of a down shine down, like, and the girls actually dance to it. Whereas like the most recent times I've went, it's all that stupid rap crap that it's like every song sounds exactly the same. And it just makes you want to go to sleep. And the girls aren't even into it. It's like, if you would play something with a beat to it, Maybe you would wake up and you wouldn't be so zombified on stage. Right. It's got a beat. No, it's it just the same beat. It's just it's <sighs> stupid. I, I I I don't know. And that that's the thing too about the strip club clubs here is that they don't do any stripping. They go on stage and they just they drop stand it. in a circle. They drop it and then they dance. wipe like, off their pole. I thought that the, the, <laughs> the, the, you strip throughout the song. I mean, I I really like to me. It's like. Do, do something artistic. Like I, I know it's a strip club. I, that's asking a lot. It's like but get the golden or the, the ring out and start doing like some little flips and stuff <laughs> yeah. around. Get the that. like fucking yeah. bands. Like holy shit. Them. Like the ribbons. <laughs> the ribbons. Yeah. yeah. You want to do an Olympic? Like, that was always a, a thought of mine was to open up a strip club where it was actually theatrical, where there would be different themed stages where one would have like those silks or whatever and. She's balancing them on her yeah. and I don't, on the cheetah stage. I, I tip when I go there, but I don't do anything. I don't do lap dances. Yeah. I don't go to private rooms. I don't stand up and have them, you know, rub That's, their boobs yeah. in my face. He I, just throws the money. I say, no, 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 get away from me, dirty whore. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like if they actually like utilize the pole and like are spinning around doing all these tricks and stuff, I will tip a lot more. But it's like if you're just up there like looking like you're doped up. Right. Dollar. Get off the stage. So I, I've been to the Playhouse before, and those of you who aren't 
due to our local was, area. Thank the, you for listening. The Christmas but, Carol? Is that why you went there? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to the Playhouse, which is our local big all nude strip club. But before I've I've only been to one strip club other than the Playhouse. The Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in uh Manitoba, Canada. And if you've never been to an out of the country strip club and you go to Canada, I highly recommend going to a Canadian strip club. I went to one in uh Winnipeg when we were up there and this was two thousand six. So it's might have changed, but so me and a couple of buddies walk in there, and I think it. Oh man, it was a lot earlier in two thousand six because I think I was nineteen at the time. So two thousand four, we go in no cover charge. You we walk in, and the stage is a circular stage with a pole right in the middle, and there's a conveyor belt <laughs> surrounding the stage. Oh, it, it gets it gets <laughs> so much worse. So there's a conveyor belt. Like you're on a carnival ride <laughs> no <laughs> and there's there's the you, chairs like, centrical for centrical force against the wall like, <laughs> <laughs> no it's just a big round stage with a with an aisle that goes in the back um around the stage there's there's like it's like a foot wide conveyor belt that's just circling the stage um <laughs> the girls would walk out and i shit you not i it was like a bucket like not a not quite a five gallon bucket, but like half a size five gallon bucket, and they would sit it on the conveyor belt, and they would get out and they would dance and do their things. They'd usually get like two three songs. They wouldn't even sexually collect their money. Just- Here's the thing: so dollars are like like fives and tens and stuff like that. You would put over the conveyor belt on the stage, or you'd hand it to the dancer. But since dollars and two dollars are coins. You'd throw it in the bucket that was uh, circling the stage. Gotcha. Like you're paying a toll. Yeah. And like dudes would like One, flip two, it three. into the bucket. And it was a, like half the fun was seeing if you could flip the <laughs> coin into the bucket. Not and even the, paying attention to the performer. No, not Sometimes at all. it just lands on the stage. Her heel gets caught on it and down on the <laughs> And like. So much blood. And then like if they would flip it and miss it, the girl would like sexily walk over and put her toe on it and like kick it onto the conveyor belt. You're like right on. So like after <laughs> right the on. dance was over, she would la- have to like do the trail of shame where she would like have to shimmy naked over and pick the coins off the conveyor belt and put them in the bucket. And then she sits on the conveyor belt and goes through the <laughs> class. <laughs> and then she like picks up her bucket of like her money and walks back off the stage. But there's that silence. Like the DJ would stop playing music <laughs> and the house lights would come up and she would have to like chase her change around the on the conveyor belt. That sounds like picking it up. That sounds like some like council tucky shit like that sounds like stuff that should be going on at the strip club that i shit you not is like three blocks from here (laughs) (laughs) that place is disgusting it used to be a male slash female strip club but they got rid of the male half but too many dicks getting caught on the conveyor belt belt. make sure your arm goes up that way because if it comes under you get your arm stuck on the conveyor belt it just kind of slices a little bit too much pit hair it gets stuck but we were sitting there the three of us and the, these two girls who are at a table like two away from us go, hey, watch our beers. We're going outside the smoke. No words. Just plopped them down on our table, walked outside. You're like, I'm drugging this. <laughs> Basically, that's what we were thinking. Like we could roofie the shit out of these two. Not es- that you would. I mean like, like, that's, like we could roofie they the don't know shit that. out of these two Eskimos and they wouldn't care. They come back in and we're like – they're like, thanks. And they're like – why did you trust us? And they look at us and go, well, two things. One, you're American. We can tell. 
and two, fucking look at you. Like we know. Wait, wait. You're and, safe. And, and why is why is one trustworthy? And three, you're not that guy over there, and it's Bill Cosby. the put the Keep rolling. Do you do you do your Bill Cosby blast Fred Durst? I can't. I don't remember how it goes. Do it on, the, on the spot. All right. Well, we've talked enough about strip clubs. What about this? Ain't poor. We want to thank you. That's this week's episodes. <laughs> uh, uh, so we're going to go to the next topic, which are strip clubs. So, <laughs> so there was a performance pl- pl- place I went to called the uh, was it the White Elephant or the Blue Elephant, Pink Elephant, Pink Elephant? I think it was. It was in Amsterdam. Uh, was a they, strip club name? Uh, yeah. No, oh, why? No. That's the worst name. A pink elephant. What do you think of when you think of an elephant? <laughs> uh, he was mammal? very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, a mammal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like they used to do like little performance pieces, and they did have like a little turning stage type of thing. So you know, and it's like a, a sex performance too. Like there's a guy who comes up there, and then at the very end, like she does, you know, shoot the ping pong or whatever it was. I don't know if it was ping pong, but then she inserts a banana, a, a banana, a banana. Yeah, and then she peels it, and she calls somebody from the audience to come up and take a bite. It's like, oh, okay. Peels it with what? Her, her fingers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And where is she shooting the ping pong? <laughs> To the audience. You know, okay. Follow along. There's layers. Okay, no, I get it. I get it. It's I like get an it. onion. I get it. It's a Justin story. There's layers. <laughs> no, I'm and done. There, and there's the garlic. What? So uh, I think what the three of us should do is we should go on to uh, Google and got it, leave, I got it up. leave reviews for the oh. Omaha play. Or, no, Omaha. Omaha community playhouse. No, leave it for, for <laughs> very the, different playhouse. The Iowa playhouse uh, suggestions. Like we should just all write more conveyor belts. <laughs> garter. Oh, you okay. spelled garter belt wrong. <laughs> no conveyor. So, all right. Well, let's get on to our actual first topic. I don't know, Lonnie. We might start with yours. Yours seems right. like it's going to be a little bit more fun. Yeah, we'll than, start with my than what one. my topic. I don't really know what Justin's is. He I says it's what his was. He says that it's Justin says his is in line with mine, and mine's not very positive. But um, no, Lonnie's is. Well, yeah, then. mine's pretty fun. So Rob Zombie has partnered up with Universal, and they are going to make a Munsters remake of the the TV show The Munsters. Which is his. all the same cast? Yeah, yep. I mean it's going to be strange. Most of them being dead and all. Oh, um, no, but uh, <laughs> so it got my my brain flowing and uh, not having the internet for a couple days this week because one of the internet lines in our neighborhood was down. So, and I really didn't feel like doing a bunch of research on my phone, honestly. So I went ahead and thought of. My top 10 hated horror remakes and my top 10 favorite horror remakes of all time. Okay. Now, a caveat to this is me and Jeremy are probably going to argue some of these. I doubt Justin will argue too much on them, but me and I Jer- love everything. <laughs> he, you're, you're he's, just a, he's just a happy little butterfly. But me and Jeremy will probably have some disputes on, on a couple of these. A lot of these – I don't like for particular reasons, and we'll get into them. There's 10 of each. I'm going to start, do 10 and 10, 9 and 9, down to 1s. And these are in particular order, but these are my particular order. Should I tell you my top least favorite? Are you doing your least favorite first? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going 10 to 1. So my 10th. I I think I know what your top least favorite. (laughs) What is it? Even though I haven't seen it. Oh. 
I well, thought he was going to go with the dead don't die, but he's going to say it. That's not a remake, but yeah, it's it. it. Okay, it. <laughs> we'll get Even there. Even though I haven't seen it, we'll get there. You'll love it. Okay, so this you have ten total. I have You're ten just... total. Ten gotcha. bad, ten good. Thought... We're going to go ten. We'll start with bad first, and then we'll go to good. Right. Uh, number ten. My ten most hated remake is 2005's Amityville Horror. I can agree with that. It, I didn't care for it. Really. I, you know, Ryan Reynolds acted his ass off. But I think they Hollywooded it too much. Um, I think the story in general is kind of being an Ed and Lorraine Warren case when they had very little interaction with that case to begin with. I didn't really like Ryan Reynolds because it's like you're so used to him being the goofy, sarcastic prick and everything. And now he's got to play kind of like a serious role. I I can agree with you on that one. Right. Uh, My 10 best. Uh, number 10 on the best side, 13 Ghosts, 2001's 13 Ghosts oh, yeah. really like with that. Matthew Lillard. I've seen that once. I don't think I can think of anything negative about it. Was, it. Yeah, it was a, a remake of a very old movie, but the thing was the original 13 Ghosts was, I think, the very first 3D movie ever made. And the hmm. 3D glasses weren't to make anything pop out, but it was for you to see the ghost. So it was kind of revolutionary in yeah. its own time. That's pretty cool. So the fact that they were brave and, and did a remake of it was, I th- would think, pretty good. I like the part where there's so many different or, or Easter eggs, and they're picking out some legendary creatures right. once shit starts going away. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I think, so, b- before you go on to your number nine, I feel it should be a rule that any remake of a horror movie needs to at least be 30 to 40 years after the original. That's right. I don't think that they should make something any sooner than that. Like, I know that they're talking about make, remaking Scream, or they did remake it. I was never a fan of Scream, but That's I was like, right. That's a little too soon, I think, to remake that. Right. Anyways. All right. All right. Number nine, bad. This is one we'll probably argue on. 2007's Halloween. Rob wow, Zombie's really? Halloween. Yeah. I, you know, and it's really high on the list of bads. I think they just took too much time with the backstory. I think that's what made it so great. And that's the difference with us is I thought the non-backstory stuff, like at this not time now, you're really not introducing Michael Myers. Like people know him. He's an icon at For this the, point. Yeah. What I like about it are a couple things. Like A, you're understanding if, a little bit more of the demented side. Yeah. If you want to, if that. you want to see the more straight to the point, mysterious side of Michael Myers. You have the original one to watch. Right. What I like is Rob Zombie took it. It's the same movie. He modernized it and Grind he, it up. he, he gave you a backstory and he kind of, and to me, I think for him, that was probably the funnest part about that was right. he got to take this iconic character and he got to build the backstory of how he thought. And I think that's right. why it was so long. I mean, I respect your decision, but I mean, yeah, I think that is probably out of the, Iconic, like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Leatherface. Out of all of the remakes that we've had of all those, right. I think this is the best one. And I, for it, just because of all the details that he did. And, you know, I, I could admit that maybe it, it drug out a little bit too long, right. but in the end, I don't know. I, I, I and, and I, I agree with your perception of it, it having the backstory and it giving some more character development but i think it at it was too much into the psyche of michael myers and i i think it took away from 
the mystique of the character. Like in the original 1978 version of the story, there was so much about Michael Myers that made him mysterious. And that's what gave him that boogeyman persona. Right. So when you – now that you know pretty much everything about Michael Myers, it changes that character. And it, it might be that's the way he wanted his movie to be. But to me and – it, and it might be me just being a lover of the original franchise. When you completely morph the origin of the character like, like he did and not even say morphing him, when you like – pull back the layers of that character like he did and completely change the view of Michael Myers, it takes away that mysterious aspect of it. It, it does. I mean, I think it works either way. Like, if you right. don't have I mean, it, it would still work. great movies, right. but in the terms of what I think... Like, they went a little bit more with the, the psyche of it, and even the Paul Rudd, the number six, the curse of Michael Myers, right. like they got into a little bit of the backstory of like who he is, you know, that he's talking about the curse and uh, he's marked as evil. And, right. you know, even they, they touched on that throughout, but I wanted to know more too. I mean, I was the fan who, yeah, who would like to know the, the psyche. Right. Of it, but that but, was six movies uh, deep. Right. Not well, an hour. I also think that. So you're saying you want Rob Zombie to do this at least six <laughs> times. And <laughs> I think that. Rob Zombie made this movie the way he did because of his two prior movies. You had House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects, which were both just gritty, disgusting, violent movies. And I think that if he, he felt, I think in Rob Zombie's mind, he felt that he had to keep with that theme with this Halloween remake, which is why I think that, you know, he likes, Rob Zombie says he loves the 70s. That was his favorite time period. And so... I think that's why the majority of this movie took place in the 70s too when Michael Myers was a young child. Yeah, and, absolutely. And stuff, but fair well, enough, fair enough. Yeah. Number uh, eight, bad, or good. <laughs> number nine, good. So number nine, good. Since we're offending Jeremy, let's go ahead and go to our good number nine, and it is 2017's It. I You go. can hate on it as much as you want, and you never have to see it, but God damn it, I thought it was a good movie. It was a dirty as fuck like it, it was good it was good like and it's it's not our it let's just be let's just be straight it's not tim curry it's not the mini series it's not the kids we love Which it's not my- it's not giant seth green towering above all the other children and then he stopped and everyone else kept growing it's not but what it is it's a it's a fantastic retelling of stephen king's it if it would have been called something else it, it's not, I, would, it's, I would i would i would i would see it if it if it wasn't it's, it's it's like I'll, this is all I will say for my part of this is there are certain characters in certain movies that do not need to be remade because the the per, the actor that played that character made that character iconic for a reason and when you mess with perfection oh you it don't wasn't need perfect to. I Tim thought- Curry as Pennywise was perfect for what it needed to be at that he time. was really good at as Pennywise I thought the movie. The original miniseries, I, I can't even call it a miniseries. It was not many, but... Um, it was a two-episoder. It was a miniseries. It, they were still long as fuck, though, for, for their episodes. <laughs> it was an hour and a half each. <laughs> uh, um, so that's, they're, they're two movies. I, it fell apart with the, the, the acting as the, the adults and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't. It's not believable. I mean, I was frightened for the Pennywise character, but, like, the... 
reactions and stuff like that as the adult actors, uh, the kids were more believable for me. Well, there's so much in the second half of the book that they could not oh, yeah, do. Yeah, that too. And they touched on some really sickening stuff, like what they were able to do with just playing with your mind in the remake. Amazing. Well, there's so much metaphysical stuff in the book too that would be so boring to put on TV as well. Let's let's go on. Uh, number eight, Hated, 2005's The Fog. Just fucking awful with uh, Super I, Smallville Superman. I know I've seen it, but I, I don't remember it, so yeah. I probably would have to agree. Yeah, it, it is real bad. Ba- real bad, real bad, real, real bad. Let's go to number number eight, Good, uh, 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty great. Just the 70, the older remakes, and a lot of my remakes on my favorites list, there's a lot of older 80s remakes. They just did it better. Like, they took good old movies and just made them better. And a lot of the ones I hate, 2007, 2005, 2006, 2016, 13, 15, 19, 19, 10. Like, they're all in that 2000 brackets of that run of, we need to make a movie now. Well, we're unoriginal. Let's do it. Yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Amazing story. Amazing actors. Number seven, bad. 2006, The Wicker Man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the think, bees. Uh, I think Not everybody can agree with that one. The bees. My eyes. Uh, good. Number seven, 2018, Suspiria. Dakota Johnson. I don't think I've seen that one. It sounds very So 2018? 18, yeah. Suspiria. Yeah. No. I have not seen that one. Tilda Swinton's in that one. Yeah. Mia Goth. And and I was such a fan of the original Suspiria. It's one of, like, if I meet someone who's not a big horror fan, instantly, like, you can give them the classics. You can give them Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, In that list of, like, suggestions, I will always recommend the original Suspiria. It's not too hardcore. It's got a decent story. It's visually beautiful. Like Dario Argenta's, it's one of his most beautiful movies. Really, it's one of the most beautiful horror movies of all time. Kind of is this? I don't necessarily remember a lot of this, but is this a, along the lines of like Black Swan? It's it's about a coven of witches. Okay, yeah, ba- I don't... based on you know, uh, based around a dance troupe. Gotcha. So where were we at? That was that was number seven. Number six, bad. Bad, bad, bad. 2016's remake of Cabin Fever. That was one of those. They took such a great movie that didn't need to be remade and remade it. And it was Eli Roth remaking his own movie. You said that was 2016? 2016, Cabin Fever. I'm pretty sure I did see that. It's real bad. It was almost a shot-for-shot remake. Which, that? how do you guys feel about that? Like, if somebody is going to remake a movie, do you think it should be, let's take, for instance... Uh, Tom Savini's 1990 Night of the Living Dead was basically shot for shot from the original Night of the Living Dead. And then you have like Rob Zombie's Halloween, which it had some of the shots from like the original, but it was his own thing. I I feel like if you're remaking something, you should make it your own. And And you you should take some of those iconic scenes. and There's like remakes, reimaginings, reboots, all that. Like, I think it works sometimes. Like... I believe you guys are not fans of like the newer Carrie, but I thought that was amazing for what it was. It was a it's, movie. It's, it's a shot for shot, right. pretty much, except with cell phones now. Right. But, I have <clears throat> I have 
one on my list here we'll get to eventually that is 100% a shot-for-shot remake, but it was originally a foreign film that was brought to a Western audience. Literally, it is a verbatim shot-for-shot remake. Starring the same actress? No. Okay. I thought you were going to say Let Me In. Uh, That's on the list, but... We'll get there. That's Keep not going. 100% shot for shot remake. Keep going. Shut up, Justin. Just shut up, Jay, shut up, Justin. Just shut up, shut up. Um, which takes me to number six, 1988's The Blob. Uh-huh. Absolute fantastic. Such a corny movie from the 50s that they took and actually made it scary. Somebody had, I thought there was, I mean, there's always rumors. There's rumors that Rob Zombie yeah, was going to remake yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I wasn't imagining that. I, no. I, I don't I don't foresee him doing something I was, like that. I was super jazzed when I seen that. But no, the the eighty the eighty eight remake had so much so campy was the fifties with Steve McQueen. I think it was Steve McQueen. So like for its time it was just great. But then the, the eighty eight remake was just so dark. Like they took such a goofy, campy movie and actually made it dark. I was impressed. Which that's that's kind of a cool idea to to do that to take something that wasn't very scary to begin with and then give it some like actual um, intensity. Yes, turned right. up the volume on it. All right, so here's where the list gets good because I was originally going to do yeah I wasn't good up to now. A top, <laughs> I was originally going to do a top five. So these were the ones that I actually had heart into, and that those five were just like meh. Okay, so number five, hated, 2013's The Evil Dead. Yeah. I, I did I didn't, not like that I movie at all. Really I don't think it should have been called The Evil Dead. Absolutely but not. I, I did like the movie, just not for the franchise. I didn't even like the movie itself. I thought the movie itself was even pretentious. Well, it, it's kind of like what you said just before about The Blob, is that the, the original was supposed to be campy and fun, or this one took it to be more on the serious side of things. Right. And, I don't think that it should have been that way. Well, they tried too hard to make it serious. Like even small things that could have been simplified, they tried to up it. Like why in the climactic finale is it raining blood? Like I understand that there was a lot of blood in the original, but you don't need it raining blood in the climax of the movie. That is just – too much. They had leftover blood. They had to get rid of it somehow. Right. Call, call Benito Garcia. He'll take it. <laughs> I think what I really liked about that one was just the comedic relief of the pothead dude. <laughs> and, and that's just such a trope at this point. Good. 2011's Fright Night. I really liked the 2011 remake of Fright Night. I thought Colin Farrell did an amazing job. I, yeah, I like I, I I like both of them. I think they both oh, have yeah. their, their the ups original. and downs, but it didn't try to be better than the original. It was just a good movie. Right. Like it knew that the original was a classic and it's like, okay, we're okay with that. Let's just do what we can do. That's one I I need to rewatch again. Yeah, I watched it and when making this list and I was just blown away how good it was. All right, number 4, 2015's Poltergeist for bad. Yeah. Fucking no. garbage. I, I I didn't even finish the movie. Who was the most iconic character in the original Poltergeist? The uh what the fuck's her name? The little girl to yeah. me. I mean yeah. uh, when you when you say the word or the movie Poltergeist, the first thing most people envision is her Carol Ann yeah. in front of the T V. And then the, the second person you envision is the psychic. 
yeah. the little tiny woman. <laughs> this house is clear. It's clear. <laughs> and you replace him. You replace her with a with a large British man. It's fucking stupid. Like, come the fuck on. Like, all I want to hear is a tiny British woman. Come, it's okay, dear. <laughs> And the, and the original, let's not forget, had Craig T. Nelson. You can't go wrong with right. Coach. <laughs> you move the, the headstones with you, then it move the bodies. He's doing God, just so he's doing bad. Bill Cosby. That's <laughs> a, yeah. That movie had so many. Like, have you ever watched the thing about the curse of that movie? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, the amount of things that happened. Oh, poor girl. What did she? She ended up. She had so much wrong with her. Yeah, like I know. I know she died halfway through the filming of the third one. Yeah, I. I I'd have to look it up, but yeah, I mean, there was just like the oldest sister. She didn't she die right after right they after filming? Up yeah. And then yeah. Oh. So Poltergeist bad for number four. Number four, good, Justin. You shot the nail on the head. The 2010 remake of Let Me In. Nice. The original Let the Right One In. I don't I remake don't. version Let Me In for the U.S. audience, starring Chloe Mraz. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember much about it. So here's the difference between the Swedish version and the American version. The Swedish version, they pushed really hard to make it a vampire movie. Like, they made all the chills realistic, and they made the children actors legitimately in fear. They made you scared of Ely, and they made you legitimately scared of the possibility of there being a vampire. Now the American remake, they they made you care about the relationship between Oscar and Ely. They really heightened the friendship part of it, right. not the fear part. Right. So when the when the when Ely strikes, you are almost like, oh shit, this is a vampire movie. Like when it, when the original happened, it was like, oh shit, she's taking them out, boy. <sighs> Where in this, <laughs> what the, taking them out, boy? Taking them out, boy. Uh, where in the American version, you're just like so wrapped up in the the emotional aspect of it, and then like, oh fuck, this is a vampire movie. I forgot about that. Like you're so wrapped up in like, are they? Aren't they? Like you forget that. Well, one of right. them is a child. Mm. Such a good movie. All worth right, worth a watch. Very worth, soft. Very worth a watch. Trickle. Hard love. I've seen it. I just don't remember much about it. Number three for bad. I was so disappointed in this movie. The top three worst are three of my favorite movies that they remade, and they were all fucking garbage. So number three, 2019's Jacob's Ladder. Oh. Fucking awful. Like, it's a completely it. different movie that they just threw the title Jacob's Ladder on. Haven't seen it. So awful. Have you seen the original Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, it's been a while, but yes. It's not even the same movie. Like, it's so bad. I, I remember getting it from Redbox, and I was like, is this worth breaking and taking the $25 <laughs> fee so no one else has to see this utter garbage? That all it is is $25 if you break Yeah, it? they charge you for 25 days, and then— Man, that's rough. It's so bad. Not even worth talking about so bad. Number three, an exact, like literally verbatim, word-by-word, shot-for-shot remake, 2007's Funny Games. I haven't seen that one. So good. I don't even think I've seen the original. I, I believe it was. Let me let me peek on where it was from. There's a '97 and then a 2007. Yeah, where does it say the the '97s from? What country? '97 is. But yeah, it's an exact shot for shot remake. Amazing film. It's a home invasion movie. 
that has a fourth wall break in it. It's about two two brothers who break into a house. It's a comedy type. No, horror. no, no, it's not at all. It's drama, th- drama thriller. Yeah, it's got Naomi Watts in it. Just absolutely great. I think it's Naomi Watts and Tom Roth. It I, or Tim looks Roth. like a lot of possibly Polish or German names. So could be German. I think in German, but. Amazing, amazing if you like home invasion movies. If you like The Invitation, you'll love this movie. Tim Roth. Okay. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Please do, do, do. All right, number two. We're getting into the serious ones. My second favorite horror movie of all time that they remade and made shitty. Wait, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I was like, you sh- it's number two shitty. but you- Number two shitty, 2019's Pet Cemetery. Oh. Absolutely yeah. fucking atrocious movie. It was a letdown for me. I guess well. another movie that should not have been remade. Didn't need to be. They, I think, they just added way too many like pulled politics. I guess with it to try to pull more on heartstrings and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it's not necessary. It's still just as sad. And even if you use this, you know, the, the material source is important. And I hate when people do that. Not just with horror, but with anything like comics and stuff like that. It's like you have something good, make it right. I watched, like, so number one and number two on the bad list are my two favorite movies, two favorite horror movies of all time. I rewatched Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, the other day, and I shit you not, as a father watching it now, it's a completely different movie that hits, I think, even harder now than watching it. It was the scariest movie that I'd, I'd ever seen before. And now I watch it as a dad, and it's so much scarier now for different reasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just, it's fantastic. But I, I, different things. Like, I'm no longer scared of Zelda. Now I'm scared of, oh, fuck, my kid's going to walk someday. <laughs> and there are a lot of semis that drive on this road. That's, <laughs> just with anything, though, not just with vehicles and stuff. I remember a time being at, like, a La Festa, one of the Italian little festivals that we have locally in. You know, my girls are, oh, my daughter, I guess we only had the one at the time, but she's playing like right next to us. And then I lean over to get into a picture and then I turn back around and then she's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like you know, I scour like this whole area and yeah. That's how I, I mean, I, I'm not a father, but like with my niece, whenever we go to my sister's house, they now live, they have a, a lake beach in their backyard and like from their back door to the water is probably about like 20, 25 feet and like. I know that my, my niece and my youngest nephew, they like to the play together. And it's like all the adults are upstairs playing and they're down. And I'm always worried like, oh my God, she's going to unlock that door. She's going to wander off and she's going to go into the right. lake. It's a different type of fear when you have to, well, as a parent or a, a guardian or something like that. It's like when movies play to that fear. Look out. Get you. Get you in your hot strings. Uh, number two, greatest remake, 1986, The Fly. With Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of those old, old, like... Glistening. I didn't think, like, I had to go, wait, there was a, there was an original one of these? Sure as fuck there was. I guess maybe deep down I didn't realize that there was. That yeah. The Fly was a remake. Yeah. So it can be done. An iconic character can be remade. And Jeff Goldblum as Dr. What is his name? Not even the same. Next. <laughs> Brundle. Dr. Brundle. Okay. So, obviously, you know what my number one hated remake of all time is. Do we? What is it? Number one hated remake oh, of all time. I think I know. 
is a nightmare on Elm yes. Street. Uh, 2010's yes. a nightmare on Elm Street. I had to, I had to think for fucking gutter for whatever trash. reason. I thought that you had already said that one. I'm like, okay, but no. and I gave it at least I gave it a chance. Amazing. I, I gave it two chances. I gave that one a chance, and that's one of the main reasons I, why I will not watch it because <laughs> I was let down. I that. seen it on midnight, and I seen it at the 9 a.m. showing because I thought maybe I was too tired and thought, man, this movie can't suck this bad. And I went and seen it at 9 a.m., and boy, I was I was right with my original. The only thing about the remake is his uh, look looks more like an actual burn like victim. Like a burn victim, yeah. But that's not what people like. They no. like that original look of Freddy that was a little bit more embellished a little bit with the burn skin and whatnot. But yeah, that is one of the main reasons why I will not give this it remake a chance because this nightmare on uh, Elm street one ruined that for me. Oh, come on. Suck it. This guy. Any guesses on what the best horror remake of all time is? <clears throat> oh, let's see. What year is it? Texas chainsaw. 82. 82. It came out. Oh my gosh. I, I, Oh, I know I can envision it. Um, oh my I'm going to go ahead and... Is it... Uh, the Thing. The Thing. Is it? 1982, The Thing, starring Kurt Russell. Coit Wessel? Kurt Wessel. Kurt Wessel stalling in The Thing. And it's been, it was remade after that one, too. Like, there's been three versions of The Thing. One in the 50s, one in the 80s, and one in the 2000s. And it's just... They got it right in the middle. They should have stopped at that one. We we just get, such an amazing film. We can get used to. I give it time. I I imagine it being any time from here on out where we don't have to worry about a remake. We're gonna have a remake of the remake. The remake of the. We're remake? gonna start having three remakes now of everything because nobody a, has an original a idea. Remake. So there are two remakes that are my favorite. Or my number one and number two remakes, uh, you did not mention. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nope. No? No. What? Uh, the Ghostbusters? First... <laughs> the first one is... My list was just going to be my 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 worst hated five through one Ghostbusters. <laughs> no. My... I wanted to stick to horror. My first favorite remake is Last House on the Left. Okay. I yeah, thought that a good one. They, uh, the original was great. And I just thought that the the second one is kind of like Rob Zombie, where it was along the same lines, but it was modern. Okay. And it gave more grit and violence to it. Uh, so the, and I and I love like how you were talking about with the funny games. Like I like, I kind of like those revenge movies and right. like you know the parents getting the revenge on the people that raped and almost killed their daughter. And then my one of my all time favorite remakes Kills is eyes. no. That's Night a good of the Living one. Dead. No. no. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. No. <laughs> How would I just tell you? Dawn of the Dead. I spit on your grave. Oh, yeah. Man, you're into the rape revenge movies, that, aren't you? It, no, it's not. So the original t- was so much better. So let me tell you about the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. It's a lot more hardcore. It is, and I was going to turn it off when the rape scene came on because I thought this is just too much. They're going too far. It's way too long. But they they made it well. Like yes. it was a it was it when she got as much revenge. as you could say it was a nice, it was a well shot rape scene. But the the revenge aspect of it was was nice. Like the the fish hook around the pole. Oh, yeah, was yeah. was brutal. Well, and the guy like 
in the the tub with like the acid and she's taking the boards out and he's gonna he has to try to plank and like right. and, and once his stomach muscles get, it's like i watching that i'm like oh my god like my stomach is killing right now thinking of how that would be there, and there were so many it's a good burn <laughs> there were so many that i wanted to put on this list like the hitcher was great martyrs was great maniac maniac was okay um, <laughs> uh and then there were some that were fucking brutal like you said friday the 13th wasn't that good uh texas chainsaw massacre i thought was really good texas chainsaw was fucking awful i like the leatherface one that Leather just face came was out good, a yeah. couple years ago i think the 2009 remake of friday the 13th i liked it when it first came out but the more i watch it i'm like i don't really care if for jason it. protecting his pot farm isn't a good way to sell a friday <laughs> the 13th movie i did like i like Derek mears who plays jason in that one right he i was think a good he, jason. he did good and i think like giving him being able to run and like have agility i like that right. because it almost kind of gave jason humanized him right and it wasn't necessarily a mongoloid like he became in the uh originals willard that was a good remake was that a remake are you just looking at the list now yeah quarantine was a good remake yeah that was that that was a shot for shot remake with wreck i like the oh yeah Yeah. originals better for for those most i i don't know the the asian horror is so much like ring you and the grudge I was, was I hated that remake, and I hated the remake of the remake. Or was it the? It's not called like Oculus or something like that. Or the Eye, the Eye was a remake. The of Eye was a like, remake. Yeah. yeah. No, I will put Night of the Living Dead 1990 version on the top of my list too, as ones I that really was, like. That was going to be on the list. That was that was higher on the list of likes, but just the the originals hard to. There were so many that could have made the list, but the originals just overshadowed it so much. Like Jacob's Ladder, almost. I could show you a Jacob's Ladder. I bet you could. <laughs> Daddy. That was weird. Ouch. The only one that I really kind of disagreed with you on was it, the Halloween. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's why I put It and Halloween both on the same line. It was We can get them over with. I know we're going to argue on these ones. It, it was one of those movies, and I think a, another reason why it really stood out to me is I was running the movie theater at that time, and that movie made me so much fucking money <laughs> that I was like, yeah, please, more it, woo. And I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I'm We're, we're going to argue till the, the cows come home on that one, and we're going to agree to disagree. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I'll never I know. love – I absolutely love the Stephen King's novel of it. It's 2,000 pages. It's it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's always going to rank the book, the miniseries, the remake to me, but they're all three amazing. Speaking – and this ends the segment, but speaking of books, before we go on to one of your guys' topics, I just finished Jaws the novel. <laughs> Yeah, right. That sounds boring. It, it really <laughs> was. The majority of the book, like I think the last maybe 30 pages were about Quint, Hopper, and Brody on the boat trying to kill Jaws. The other 170 pages were basically about the economic repercussions of what happens if Brody closes the beach. I liked how I was just kind of made aware of – the Jaws movies, how they kind of run parallel to what's going on, I guess, with the pandemic and stuff like that. 
It's like everybody's like, you know, there's a shark out there. There's, a, you know, get out of the water, get out of the water. And everybody's like, whatever. And I'll do what I want, my freedom. And yeah, yeah they just go into the water. And yeah. That was a stretch. <laughs> no, that's the same. It's the same thing. That's how stupid people are. Yeah. You tell them something, give them a little warning or something like that, and they don't care. Yeah. Uh, true. Good book? Uh, No. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> it, you know how the Jaws, like, so it, the differences between the book and the movie, Hooper dies, like, almost instantly. Mr. Hooper? <laughs> he, they put him, they put him in his cage, like, cage goes in the water, man goes in the cage, shocks in the water, that whole line, not in the book at all. I was kind of disappointed. But Jaws, like, instantly goes through the cage and eats him. So the the last, like, 30 pages, or not even 30, the last, like, 15 pages are just Quint and Brody. And they shoot him with, like, three barrels, like, but it's not from the gun. They, like, stab him as Jaws is eating the boat. So they the barrels parts in the book? Yeah. Because I thought that they added the barrel part in the movie because of all the malfunctions they were having with the, the shark. With and everything. it wasn't working. So they thought, we'll do the barrel thing and have them move along the bottom because it'll make the shark still there, but the shark's not there. No, nope. like, barrels are in the book. Huh. But it's not. they're not shooting him with a gun. They have like a harpoon yeah. that they stab him with, and then that's how they get the barrels in the shark. Interesting. But how it is is Jaws is eating the boat. They're stabbing Jaws with the thing, and uh, the boat sinks, and then the boat's slowly but surely – like the boat's sinking – and Quinn's tied to the boat, so Quinn drowns as the boat's sinking, and Brody's, like, floating in water, like, barely alive, and Jaws pops to the surface and swimming at him, getting ready to eat him, and he opens his mouth and goes to eat Brody, and then just dies and floats to the surface and then sinks. Like, that's the conclusion of Man, the book of Jaws. The movie ending is so much better. Right? His this, line, smile, yeah. you son of a... Of course the movie's better than the shark just dying. <laughs> well, that, that scene, though, when it's like head is gone, right. it's just like that angelic music playing as all the blood's just pouring out. Right. They um, definitely Hollywooded the movie, but... That's definitely a movie that we should review on our second podcast, the BPT yeah. movie review, which... Uh, uh, that's this week's episode. We want to thank you for <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. So before we go on to our topic, uh, we should talk about that. We we did this uh, this past Monday. The uh, new BPT movie review, uh, Pulp Fiction, was released, and I'm getting some pretty positive reviews on that one. I think people are actually liking that compared to this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to actually a week from today, we'll be doing our second bpt movie review and we'll be doing lonnie's pick of the dead sounds so cute don't when you say bpt 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 uh the dead don't die you both you both give me that like look no you got to tune in to find out what we think about the movie that'll be this upcoming monday bpt movie check it out zero zero two on your streaming platform of choice so moving on to the next topic does yours piggyback off of mine, or yeah. does yours go first? It doesn't matter. Well, since this is my episode, you get to go first with yours. Fuck! Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Lonnie and I can leave the room, because you're just going to be reading. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. Lonnie. Yeah. Since you are the only other person yeah. in this room with pe- a penis. That's penis. 
Justin, I was telling you that in confidence. <laughs> uh, since you're the only, uh, only other person in this room that has a child, okay. upon hearing the news of your child, how important was it to find out the sex of, of him, find out the gender? Uh, you know, I wasn't super concerned. His name was going to be Moxley regardless if it was a male or a female. Universal. Um, yeah. So I was positive it was going to be a girl. Until the baby reveal. You just got way too much estrogen. Yeah, it's the joy of eating vegan. <laughs> Is that a knock on vegan? How no. could you? <laughs> <laughs> Poor vegetables. Um, no, I wasn't really super concerned about the sex of the baby. But when the the reveal started getting closer, I started getting more antsy and more thinking about the struggles of boys versus girls and girls versus boys. But... How much of that was my OCD and how much of that was legitimate caring? Right. There's a lot of people who I – well, maybe not a lot. There's quite a bit of people, one in particular who's actually – he just had a kid, and he said he didn't want to find out what the sex was until, you know, the birthing. Right. I was like, man, I don't know if I could do that because I have to be prepared. That's one of the pros, I guess, of knowing the sex of it is, like, you can prepare, like, get, get all the clothes and the things that you need, mainly the clothes and stuff. But <clears throat> I have two daughters myself. You have a, a son. I have, Let's talk about I have nobody. <laughs> You're out of this now. I am. Out of this. Mute me, please. <laughs> um, my topic is about gender reveal parties. So. Oh, I, I can add to that because I have to blow up a lot of balloons at so my so. work for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, So, like, the cons of gender reveal parties or knowing the sex of it is like we nowadays we kind of have to live in a, a politically correct age and like the whole doesn't mean I support it. Yeah. It's it's a, a whole new ball game I guess these days. As you guys know that there's been things in the news as far as like the gender reveal parties the ones that have gone wrong. It's like Yeah, I like watching them. Uh, uh, like there's some minor ones, some tame ones. Like in Australia, there was a car that kind of did like a little burnout to tr- produce some smoke, and you know they had the color smoke, and it the car caught on fire. Like the wheels just <laughs> flamed up. Uh, nobody was injured or anything, but I mean, you just ruined a really nice car. All you know, all four tires it looked like. Um, there was another one where, like this dude was holding a a beer or something and he was supposed to kick this soccer ball or some sort of ball and he kicked but like he took his shoes off and he kicked in the grass and uh he slipped oh and it was a very not so fun video to watch because he fell after he kicked and then he rolled back onto his back and then you can see his ankle like twisted like it was he he broke his ankle surprise it's a yeah. compound fracture yeah but there's worse things like in 2008 there was a woman mrs carvundis carvundis something like that she revealed a cake a pink cake by you know slicing up the frosting and seeing it's like oh there it's a it's pink it's a girl and then that just got it went viral when it was all the craze people were trying to do you know outnumber you know and go viral themselves and so people were trying to i guess top that with not just being a cake like there is one where a plane went down in texas and because they dropped like a 350 gallons of pink water and they crashed but the pilot and the passenger survived that but then a firefighter came and you know like he died he was the one who died it's like people are dying because of your 
gender reveal party, something that's trying to go viral, it, it doesn't really make any sense. It's like you're not even doing it for the baby at, at this point, it seems like. It's, it's weird you bring that up because it was literally a couple of days ago at work, me and a couple of coworkers were talking about this because we, we blow up balloons and we do the whole, we have the big, it's like a 36 inch latex balloon, like those ones you see on the car lot. They're black and they have white question marks on it. And we fill it up with either pink or blue confetti and then they pop it and the confetti that that's harmless. That's, that's yeah. simple. It's, it's, it's right. There. It's fun. Uh, but I was just, we were talking about like how I said, it's getting ridiculous. The, the, things people are coming up with these days to reveal the sex of the baby. Like, you know, they blow up their house and whatever color the flames are, the color that the baby is and are the, the, the gender of the baby. But yeah, I mean, I get it. It's excitement to me. It's, um, it's a, uh, it's exciting. I think for the parents because the parents and maybe like the, the grandma, the grandpa, because it's it's somebody that they're going to be living with all the time that's part of their family but like for like the friends like if you invite you guys invited me over for a gender reveal thing like I'd I'd be there I, I would have fun with it but dropping deep, off some diapers deep down and, I'm yeah, just like yeah you know, I mean it's it's not what it needs well, to they be try good. to make parties or celebrations for anything these days I mean like I didn't really have like we had a little bit of a baby shower and I think at that point we already knew the sex of it so we were kind of discussing and and we didn't even go all out for that, but that's just not our thing. I mean, to each their own. You're allowed to celebrate how you celebrate. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to life-threatening, so you're talking about, like, you know, grandparents and stuff. There was a another one, a 56-year-old grandmama who was killed getting her <laughs> head gashed from a piece of metal shrapnel. They pretty much made a pipe bomb, and when it exploded, it just shot and hit her. So, In uh, in El Dorado, California. Yeah, that's another one I'm getting to. Oh, okay. Yeah. We did our baby reveal yeah. with uh, a lightsaber. Right. We ordered a see a, something like that is a fun. translucent lightsaber that when you activated it, it'd either be blue or pink. That's yeah. how we did ours. Now it hangs on Moxley's wall. Yeah. So yeah, going back to the the pipe bomb one, you lost a grandma, so you can reveal a baby. That's one for one. I mean, it's out, yeah. out. hopefully, hopefully it was a girl. It's called it's called conservation. <laughs> doing doing research for these, I didn't even get the regi- or the, the gender for some of these. You know, do you think like there there's like husband of the grandma that was killed? Do you think he has like resentment and a grudge against the baby? You know, <laughs> he walks by him every night. Well, you know, fuck. Yeah, that's that's another thing that comes up as Lonnie was kind of mentioning in El Dorado. There was two forest fires at least, uh, one in El Dorado and one in. Uh, California, I want to say it was just last well, year. El Dorado's in California, or yeah. One in Texas and then one in, yeah, um, or Arizona. Sorry, Arizona and then one in Cali. That's a big forest fire. Yeah, no, there was a forest fire that started uh, and it spanned forty-seven thousand acres. It looks damage. like looks like they amended it. Looks like it got up to sixty thousand. Jeez, yeah. Then that cost over eight million dollars in damages. That was from a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. I they hope the people something. The person who did it was a, a, a border patrol. They should be put 60, in prison. 60, oh, he was. Yeah, or not? Sorry, no. He was put on five years probation. Sixty million dollars, though, in California, could be someone's shed. Jeez, it's pricey out there. I yeah. tell you what. Well, yeah. And last month there was actually two deaths: one in Iowa, and another one in Texas. So there was a 26-year-old who died from a gunpowdered cannon he caught about 15 miles away, and it was supposed to go, I want to say it was 144 yards. Sorry, not 15 miles, 15 feet, and it was supposed to go 144 feet. So that blast, he took pretty much the initial 
I mean, it, it's pretty much point blank in, in a sense. And then there was a 28-year-old. I don't even know if I wrote that one down. Yep. Yep. Skip that one. Oh, you're Might leaving I, us uh, hanging. What happened to him? He died. Oh. So he when you yeah, talking about resentment, it's like if you're the parent or one of the parents because there has been at least two dads who've died trying to do these little reveals. Oh, no, that, that's the guy who tried making a, a bomb in his some sort of pyrotechnics in his garage. <laughs> and then he just blew anybody anybody who thinks they can make their own pyrotechnics i think deserves the blow up i mean yeah if these people are going this out i hate to say it but they kind of deserve what they're getting we I should mean. get we should get their 1400 dollars checks <laughs> and finally i'm gonna sorry i gotta interrupt you quick fucking stimulant i knew if i wished long enough it would come true yeah, yeah but you you have like eight million dollars of it spent for only what is it only 1600 we get 14 but that's why i had a baby so i could get another one man it's only 600 isn't it 500? Did they they dropped it down, didn't they? No. I don't know. I Once I got it, it was gone. So uh, I didn't get to see it either, but uh, well, supposedly anyways, we got one. There's like all some, some minor things, some some heavier stuff. People are losing their life. Other people are just making a big deal over pretty much, well, I won't say it's nothing. It is your child's life, but right. you're not really celebrating them at that point. I mean, they're just trying to, everybody knows what they're doing it for. They're trying to go viral. They're doing it for selfish yeah, reasons. Right. Yeah. There's other things you can get excited about in your child's life. Oh, yeah. There was one of the gender reveal parties. There was two men who opened fire at one of them. And the mother got shot in the leg, but she ended up losing the fetus. And I don't know if that's associated with the the injuries or trauma or something that, you know, it could have even been lost at that at before the even the, the party itself. It's like if you slice the cake and it came out red, <laughs> what you mean you got an abortion? Or- oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> Christ! Well, if, if we if we were on well, TV, well, twenty was a good we, run, we'd guys. Be canceled, <laughs> man. But yeah, there's also an Applebee's where a fight broke out in the parking lot. They wanted to take those little popper confetti things inside, and the manager or employees, the hostesses, and stuff like that is like, you can't do that in here. You have to do that outside. And so they went to the parking lot and they popped their stuff to see what color it was. And one of the hostesses politely asked, like. Uh, can you're gonna you guys are gonna have to clean that up and the family got all heidi mighty and there was let's see i quote i'm gonna beat your ass and you know saying that they were pretty much gonna fuck up the hostess like i'm gonna fuck you up type why, of thing. why like, are you giving it an accent that, well it's just how <laughs> i'm only trying to be huh? <laughs> i'm paying tribute to the source so okay yeah it's, is it's it italicized can you can you read this yeah. in like sesame street character voices like like Maroon 5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a beach your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so is the gender or of, the, of your baby all that important to be celebrated with some elaborate pyrotechnics? Would you think so? And why? I, I just why have or the, why not? I just have the dick. I mean, I don't get to make any of those decisions. Uh, it's like when I when I had my kids... Uh, I originally that sounds yeah. pretty cocky. I had my kids. I did, I did most of the work. <laughs> it was easy. We ran and we were out, mopped up on the way out, and that was it. Put a wet floor sign down yeah. before you. Like, leave. No, we got this. We got this. Just tie it off and I'll. Yeah. No, but like when Stay I revealed my, uh, I try. I'm I'm an artist, you know. So I've created. It. Most people know that, like, if they've seen pictures of me, there's usually like a little glyph, you know. Same with my wife. I've created glyphs for my family, my little Milani family glyphs. And I showed a little glyph of something that's not one that they've seen. And some people understood. They're like, oh, what's this? 
And then I did that with both of my kids. And then like the day after I kind of gave the meaning of what they were and stuff like that. Those were my reveals. I didn't need to buy pyrotechnics and gunpowder and pipe bombs and rent a plane to drop hundreds of gallons of water on some. There was another guy who had uh, a watermelon with, with colored solution or something in there. The, the innards of the watermelon was blue. But he was fucking around with a, an alligator right in front of him. And the alligator was supposed to, and he, he's most likely a trainer or something like that. But you got kids rolling around in the grass. You got the pregnant mom, like, right there. Like, when it comes to amphibians, they're not your friend, no matter how much you train them. Like, there's people who had their snakes for so long, and then the snake ends up eating them. It's like, if they're hungry, they, they'll, yeah. Reptile brains are totally different. I, I can't speak because I'm not married, don't have a Wait. girlfriend, um, don't have any kids. But to me... Because usually the parents don't know either at these gender reveal parties. To me, I think it's more intimate for the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever are having the baby together to find out together in the intimacy of like the doctor's office from the doctor so they can share that moment together. Then beyond that, if they want to have a little get together with like family and friends. But to me, it's just like the simple way like we do at my work. You fill a balloon with confetti, you pop it and whatever the color of the confetti is, that's it. I don't think, but again, I would, for my wife or girlfriend, whoever she would be for her, if it's like a dream of hers to have like this big outlandish kind of cool, maybe viral type of gender reveal, then okay, we'll do it for you. But I'm not going to involve something that's going to endanger the lives of anybody that's right. there. You don't need fireworks or well, when you involve gunpowder into your fireworks and stuff like that, like, Ooh, yeah, so no. that's kind of a recipe yeah. Of, of disaster right there for the kid themselves like when they grow up it's like hey you were pretty much the cause of a 60,000 acre forest fire so how do you take take that i mean know? the kid yeah that, when, the, when the kid grows up you'll be like they're going to show him newspaper clippings of like this forest fire like, that's news- me that was because that's of me. you congratulations <laughs> buddy happy. yes that's why daddy's not here everybody right hates you <laughs> <laughs> it's you like when the state. mom looks at the kid and it's like uh Daddy's gone because of he was trying to do, and it should be the mother's responsibility. Is hey, I know you're trying to do something stupid, or even the moms, because I feel like, or the, the fathers, because I feel like sometimes the pressure is on them to try to outdo something. But eh, that that's that's their shit. But eh, but like I was saying, like most of it is because they just want to go viral. Yeah, and it, it's more of a selfish reason. That's most what anything is these eh. days. I mean. When shit happens, if there's like a car accident and the people are hurt, instead of being the the uh, witness and going to help them, you grab your phone and you start recording it so that you can put it on your YouTube or your Instagram or whatever, or have the news crew offer you money to buy it so that they can have the footage. It's like it's all selfish reasons, and I mean that's the same thing with those wedding like the the. <laughs> groom and groomsmen like at the reception doing some kind of choreographed dance and stuff like right. that. It's like, they're not doing it for their new wife. They're doing it because they want to go viral. This was actually going to be a, there's a lot of meat on this bone that I was going to do a two parter type of thing. So we have like the gender reveals and I was thinking about doing like a proposal type of thing. Right. They do stupid things for both of them, but yeah, this is going to be strictly gender. And today with just gender alone, you know, people are like, well, there's over 26 genders or you know like there's not even a number there's a spectrum it's like well science has just the xxy xxxy chromosomes to reveal like your sex or something like that and i I understand that there's a valid 
point to to section that off when it comes to emotion or because that there is something there, but there's also something more for like the facts and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, your son's vagina is whatever. It's like, okay, um, on your head. It's like people are having like a dog right now. <laughs> in today's culture, they're celebrating like sometimes even the wrong gender. Like even right. the woman who started this back in 2008, her was it son? I believe it was a son. No, no, her daughter. Now likes wearing like you know blue suits. He's become a little bit more masculinized, you know. Yeah, but Moxley can go as any gender he wants to until as long as he decides what it is. But as long as I'm deciding what it is, he's Moxley. He better not get pregnant. It's <laughs> if he comes home and he's pregnant, man, we're going for a ride. You're rich. <laughs> uh, um, well, the funny thing is, like when people come into my work and they they have the sealed Manila envelope from the doctor's office. And they give it to us, and we're the only ones that see it. Do you give them the receipt? We, it's like, yep, and it has the we, pink. <laughs> we literally have to have one or two other people look at it and verify that it's a boy, it's a girl. Because I think one time they did it and it was wrong because of the way I think it was worded. It was just like, I, I don't think that was a very happy moment for the people. But yeah, we have to definitely have a couple people verify what it is. Um, and that's kind of when somebody gives that to you, it's like, wow, this is like ours in your hands. It's now. a responsibility yeah. right now. And two stories with this. One, I've always wanted to fill a balloon, one of those balloons with green confetti. So when they yeah. pop it, people are like, what the fuck? That, that was one of my <laughs> things too. It's like, what, what happens if you do like different colors? There was a gender reveal where like seven different color balloons came out and they're like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then the other, the other story I have is I don't, you have to have two people when you do those balloons. And usually I'm the one that has to like pull the the balloon apart, which is a workout because it's like, you have to stretch it pretty far to put all that confetti in. But I was blowing it up and I said, these are 36 inch balloons. So they're huge and they're blown up. The people were in the store. They didn't know what it was. So I had people verify that it was a girl and they're just like, well, I was like, I'll page you when we're ready for you. And I was like, yeah, we'll just be walking around this area. So I get the pink confetti in. I'm blowing it up. I tie the balloon off. I get the blue and pink string on it to throw them off. And as I was letting it go up into the net above there, well, the net is being held on by zip ties and we cut the zip ties. So it's a sharp thing. As I let it go, it hit one of those (laughs) things and it was the loudest poosh. And I remember the, the cashier that was on the South registers, he could see and he was just like, huh, because I was just getting covered in pink confetti. And he was just like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but then I'm just like, oh, my God, these people. Were they there? They weren't near, but they could have been walking over at it. Because I said, I'll page you. Or I was like, give me about five, ten minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's pink confetti everywhere. But if and he can like, see it from the register, I was <laughs> like, could probably see. I was like, I'm, I, there's no way I'm going to clean this up in time. So you just grab every other color So I confetti. grabbed blue confetti, and I just started throwing it all over the place, too. <laughs> That's probably the smart so, thing to do. But, oh, my God, I was so scared that they were going to come by. And I'll be like, if they would have saw me, I'd be like, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I've told them at my work, I refuse. I don't like doing those anymore. It's too, too nerve-wracking for me. But well, that was your topic. Oh, that was my topic. So are you trying it. to tell us something? Are you in Crystal Pregnant again? What is it? We don't know. Oh. Oh, we don't know. We're not trying. Oh. We ain't doing that. That's that's <laughs> sinful. <laughs>
Well, I guess uh, I see where that kind of leads into my topic. So, this was a couple weeks ago now, I yeah. think. The yeah, whole uh, last week at least. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head situation, <gasps> the whole cancel culture type thing is striking again. Now, which should not be talked about. Now, for those of you that don't know, Hasbro, who are the uh, creators of the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head uh, toys, are changing the name to Potato Head. Now, here's the thing. At first, when I read this, you know, I go off of like, I wasn't reading it and I was going off of what people were saying on social media and everyone was just like, Oh, this is so stupid. So cancel culture, this and that. And I was like, it, it made me mad. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. But then I read in, uh, into it a little more. And it was the fact that Hasbro was basically getting rid of the Mr. And Mrs. For labeling purposes. Right. But the toys themselves are still going to be called Mr. And Mrs. Potato head because they want to expand on the family of the potato head family. So you're not just getting, you know, Mr. and Mrs. You got the baby potato head. You have grandma potato head and stuff like that. And I was like, Wait, I get- are you saying that you benefit for looking into it rather than uh, going off of the reactions of the regular people? Well, here, here's the thing because I actually got called out by somebody cause I put a post up about it and it was just a snarky thing where I was just like, dear potato head, I'm sorry that I called you Mr. And Mrs. All these years. That was very insensitive of me. And somebody called me out on it and was like telling the facts. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I probably should have done a little bit of more research. And I did. And I'm like, okay, I can admit I was wrong. However, it has been stretched to the point where I don't, I think Hasbro was saying that as a cover. I think they were getting a lot of people, especially, um, basically there, there's, there's a bunch of people out there that don't agree. They don't think that these toys, they, they agree that they think they should be gender, gender neutral toys and that there shouldn't be labels on it as Mr. and Mrs. and stuff like that. And the more I started reading about that and like there's groups like uh, GLAD, G-L-A-A-D or whatever, and you know LGBTQ, they're, they're all in, in agreement with this, that this needs to be um, more gender neutral toys and stuff like that. And that's when I'm really starting to get angry. And it's just like a part of me is feeling like Hasbro was getting a lot of flack. And then they just bit the bullet and yeah. And they're, like, they're saying that we're doing this so we can expand online. So I guess start off by what are your guys's take on this whole situation? My original thought, like I was kind of seeing the masses just spread the, the information. And I also as well looked into like the source of it. I didn't look far into it to see if like there was an original posting as far as uh, Hasbro's release with this. It's like, yeah, drop. It's still the Potato Head family. You still have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. You take all of the the features off of Mr. Potato Head. You put female features on it. It's Mrs. Potato Head. Like, it doesn't matter. It, it's it's whoever. You're building a face. And they're not even people. They're potatoes. Right. Yeah. But so that, it's like. That's what makes us even more fucking yeah. ridiculous. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a potato. And. And this is the thing, like, you know, people can live their life how they want to. I will support anybody. If, if somebody is born a male, but they want to transform into a female, transform. I will, I will, I will support them 100%. Everybody can do what they want. But when you're reaching to a toy that was, what, what was it? 1930s. I think I wrote it down the year that, um, the, uh, Mr. Potato head was, uh, Released. Was released. I'll pick it up here. 1949. 
A toy that's been around since 1949. It's over. It's older than most of us. Yes. And now, all of a sudden, we're having a problem with it. And that's because of the political correctness, the the cancel culture. Everything is just being inflamed. Well, they and, want to take everything down. And, and but was but was was there an, an issue with kids having problem playing with gender specific toys? No, I I don't think my niece or my nephews like when my when nephew's playing with the GI Joe that he gets offended or or my niece gets offended that my nephew's playing with the GI Joe. Granted, there are like parents out there who is like, no kid of mine is gonna be playing with the Barbie or you know like right. it. You learn that stuff from your parents. The kids are playing with the toy. They don't yeah. see it like this. They don't care if it's a Mister or Mrs. It's like we shouldn't either because the more we we put we spotlight that, they're gonna see it as an issue too. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing is like, it starts now, like, I thought toys were a safe thing. It's not. Like, I could understand if a toy was, you know, blatantly making fun or being racist towards a specific race or gender or whatever, but potatoes that you, you interchange their arms, right. their eyes, their, their, their feet. I, I don't know. The next thing I feel is, is GI Joe going to have to just be known as GI from here on out because Joe is a more masculine name and it's usually a male name. I mean, some women have the soldier. name. Soldier. Yeah. Uh, and then is, is Barbie going to have to change the color of their box from pink to a more uh, neutral, neutral color, like gray. a green or gray or something like that. I, I just, where does it end? Like this society is that bad to where now we have to pick on toys. Right. Well, if you think about it, I was looking here through Hasbro's brand. Hasbro has pretty much the monopoly on all major brands we grew up with like looking at their board games like they have monopoly they have operation they have clue they have twister they have risk they have life and then some of their other stuff like they have my little pony they have did they do the the they have play-doh mustache guy the magnet mustache dude what's the name of that one what do you mean? The magnet mustache. Where you can like take the pen and oh, it's magnetized. The woolly, 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 woolly yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have Star Wars. They have Nerf, Transformers, G.I. Joe. They have license to the Marvel properties. So I, I think the, this is going to be the Disney beginning. Disney princesses properties. Like, so they have to watch their ass. Like even the slightest thing and they get bad press they could lose all those corporate properties and they lose billions of dollars what was the bad press they're getting like did did enough people really care about that i i don't remember seeing anything in the news about this until the other day when they changed their name and then our changed the name of it to potato head then all of a sudden it erupted right they're just putting they're putting out a new product right which is just a, a neutral but, I mean, you still have Mr. and Mrs. It's just the potato family now. Well, I mean, it's still, like, on here, on their on their official website, on Shop Hasbro, it's still labeled as Mr. Potato Head. So it didn't change anything. But people are getting all up in arms for whatever they're conflating themselves. Right. And, like, even the female, even Mrs. Potato Head is still registered under Mr. Potato Head. It's Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head is the subclass. Now they're going to do pack family. Yeah, Probably. like, <laughs> like it's, it's a Mr. Potato Head is the class name, like the, the brand name. With and most, then it's Mrs. Potato Head, head toy. With most anything, like if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So if you concede to one thing, like they're just going to keep on coming with other things. It's like you're, you'll never satisfy the masses. You can do as much as you, you want. You know, being in like a leader, a, a presidential position or something like that, regardless of where it's at, America, et cetera, like – 
you're going to be as as much praise as you get, you're going to get as much blame. Right. So it's like them Hasbro just changing one thing. Nowadays, everything's going to be up in arms. Right. Well, and what is this teaching our kids? A, a kid can't just play these days. Now a kid has to be taught a lesson when they when they pick up a potato head and like they have the Mr. Potato Head and they're like, now Jimmy, you have to understand. Like, well, I, I just you're taking away the innocence of kids these right. days and you're putting them in the middle of this and it's, all because there's people out there that get butt hurt too easily. They have to constantly be, um, what's the word I'm groomed and cuddled. complimented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe groomed is not the right. Yeah. Word. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what it's teaching you, <laughs> what it's teaching you is that if you cry, you can get your way. Basically, Absolutely. yeah, and that's what we're teaching our kids, yeah, and that's why like, this world's going to get worse as we go. Like as a as a parental society, our best way, and I've seen this lots of different times from so many different parents our age, that instead of disciplining their children, it's easier to reward them for not being bad anymore, yeah, than rewarding them for behaving. It's like the the whole behavioral reward type of thing, like. It's probably because we live in like a fast paced world. We want that immediate gratification. It's like you just want them to shut them up for the now instead right. of teaching them something that will help them in the future. Well, the best thing I've ever heard I have a friend who is who's a school teacher. His kids are the most polite, well behaved, well mannered children I've ever seen in public. But when you get those kids home, they are the biggest shits you've ever seen because they know in public. They are yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. But they know when they get home, they're allowed to do whatever they want because it's their safe space. When dad, when dad says no, do this, they they know to do it, but they know they're safe at home to do what they want. But my my goddaughter, uh, <laughs> my my best friend's daughter, like she has his sarcasm, so it might come off wrong sometimes. Uh, there was somebody making a comment to her like, wow, your daughter's like so well-behaved talking to my friend. And they're like, wow, wow, wow. like how is she so behaved? And she's like, he beats me. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like he doesn't, but yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when I was growing up, uh, my sisters, you know, I have two older sisters. They had Barbie dolls. You know, I had some G.I. Joe's. I didn't have a lot. My main things that I, toys I played with were Ninja Turtles and the Hasbro WWF wrestlers. Right. Um, but I always thought, you know, I wanted a Ken doll and I did get a Ken doll and I, not that I played with it that often, but my, my dad, you know, he would see me like when I was playing with that and he would just say to me, he's like, what are you playing with that for type? That's a, that's a girl's toy. You know, it's like this Ken I, doll gets so much, even as a <laughs> attention, look at his bulge dad. No, uh, <laughs> but I would just be like, even as a kid, I didn't get offended that my dad said that. I didn't think that he was sexist or anything like that. But nowadays, if dad made a comment like that to his kid, I mean, he's he's a bad guy. He needs to be in prison. He needs to have his kids taken away from him. And right. I think that we're also, by doing things like this, we're making it seem like it's not okay. Like if, 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 a, if a boy wants to be a girl, if a girl wants to be a boy, by having all these things happen, I think we're, we're putting it in the kid's head that, it's a bad thing if you do that, even right. though it's not. And yeah. it's just like, if you just ignore the fact, I mean, you have to talk with kids, but not everything has to be brought to such levels like this. Yeah. This is a, I guess more of a sensitive topic, but like, I hate to use the whole, I'm not transphobic, but 
like thing. Like I'm totally against if you want to transition as well. But like it does shining that attention like, oh, I feel like a girl, but what are you what are you attracted to? Because it it stigmatizes like if you're a female attracted to another female, like you're a lesbian. I mean, yeah. that that's what that would be. That's what I was taught. But if you want to transfer or transition into a male that way, that being that attraction is it's probably more personal. Well, it is much more personal than that. Some people, it, it's valid that they do feel like they've been born a different sex. And like, I think addressing your mental is probably def. I mean, they do that too, because some of them, ah, this is going to go in circles here. It's like post Malone. Yeah. When you're in, when you're in of a certain age and you're wanting to make like, you're not even reaching puberty and you want to have a sex change. It's like, I don't know if that decision should be made just yet because once you reach your adulthood and stuff like that, like you'll probably regret some people have reported that they regretted making their sex, you know, like, cause once you mess with like testosterone levels and all that, like it's never the same. Like you can put on, put yourself on medication and shots and stuff like that, but you can't go back. I guess I, to me, and, and maybe it's cause I, 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 everybody's different. Like at that young age, like, I mean, you're, t- you're thinking like talking like 11, 12 years old. Like, is that what you, do you really understand your, your, your sexual orientation at that point? Like, at that, yeah, at that age, I, class. I, I wasn't even really that interested in girls. Like, yeah, I, I knew. More so guys. I, you know, I just meant like, <laughs> I wasn't thinking like girlfriend or anything at that point. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> Fast forward 30 years. Well, at that point, like but, you shouldn't. I mean, that that's around the stages and everybody develops at their own pace. But you are coming into your body and you're experiencing different, well, experiences, it's like making a big decision that's going to change the trajectory of your life then on, I think should be considered uh, a lot more deep. You know, you don't even know the world yet. You're going to change your, or, or not necessarily orientation. I will admit nowadays it's it's harder for people to come out with stuff like that because of, again, like I've said, the evil things like social media. Because, uh, for example, there's a uh, professional wrestler. He went by Tyler Rex. Yeah. And he he just, had the dreadlocks and stuff like that. He was in WWE for a, a little while back in like the mid 2000s. Now late he's 2000s. a missus. He, yeah, he became a missus. And it's just like, it's it's so nice to see, because I'm friends with him on Facebook, friends with her on Facebook, sorry. But it's so, the, the pictures that she posts now, I mean, she's glowing. She is completely happy, but it's like, I read comments on it. And it's just like, some people are just, ignorant pieces of shit it's like what is her decision to do this how is it affecting you if you don't like seeing pictures posted unfriend them you don't have to berate them and make them feel like they're making they made a terrible choice and that they're they're going to hell for this i i i I don't get it it's the society we live in if that's that's the problem with giving everybody a voice giving Mm -hmm. everybody a voice they're gonna use it and I mean, they should be able to use it, but we're not Absolutely. addressing how to react to it, how to, I don't want to say just take the lickings or anything. Like, well, right. I if mean, you don't like, agree with somebody. And, yeah. and, and it's it's a weird, like, it's a weird dichotomy of, like, everyone has the right to use their voice and the right to offend is a human being's right. On the other hand, Having the ability to offend someone at the drop of a dime sucks. That also like, says a lot more about that person, though. Not not 
not the person doing the offending. It's just like you can't process things. Like you're not ready for certain things if you if you can't not necessarily cope, but like say say I insult both of you guys. I say the same thing about you know like your mama's whatever your mama's which whatever, you usually whatever. do every episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like you don't take offense to it, and you're like very sensitive to it. It's like it's not my words that are hurting. It's how you react to it that that's hurting. It's like you have the right to offend. You have the right to respond you know that that's your choice you however you respond to it however you process it that's up to you well, if the, something offends you and like you got to get to the source of that you can squash that well another big issue with these arguments that normally nine times out of ten take place on social media is there's no tone yeah. Absolutely. Like you, oh, you, yeah. you may not agree with something i say and you type out this thing and you don't mean it the way that I'm reading it, but I read it and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah. And then it's just like, then it just builds from there. You seen that uh, Key and Peele one? Uh-huh. He's like, they're trying to meet up at the bar and Keenan, he's like making very uh, longer replies while the other one, he's like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, he's like, cool. <laughs> what is it? What the fuck does that mean? Well, yeah, and it's all in how it's just like, that's why, I don't know. I, it's, I understand the ease of, typing stuff up on on social media but like talking in person i think it's usually yeah it's better it, it, it's easier when it comes to a face-to-face conversation is a hundred times better than just reading text because you're putting your own inflections to something you're not taking it from their stance you're taking it from your current stance right. yeah. and most people these days once they read something they're automatically on the fence the offense sorry yes it's and it's so much better to be able to insult someone to their face to see right. their reaction that feels so good Right, <laughs> I I my my favorite insult to this day, and uh, I will I will insult you. By the way, I love your mother. I'm just gonna preface that, but I am going to do. What's this. that supposed to mean? I am gonna I am gonna do this to your mother. Just just know that there is no actual intent to your mother, but you can do it to my mom too. I can do it to your mom. Okay, yeah. I'd feel more comfortable okay. doing it to your mom because I've never really met your mom before. I have many moms. Okay, what this is to the, your mom you don't like. That's um, my real mom. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell your mom she owes me seven bucks because she killed my beta fish. I made her come so hard that it got in my fish tank and killed the pH balance of the fish tank, and she killed my beta fish. So she owes me seven bucks. Hmm. That's a cheap fish. <laughs> I can. I can spot you. What's going on? This is awkward. You just got to do it deadpan. He's letting it sink in. The more he looks at me like that without blinking, it's hurting more. I can feel it. He's still looking at you. Because it's true. But yeah, no, this whole topic, it's like, (laughs) I feel like just us talking about it right now, I I sense that you guys, well, mainly me, have to like walk on eggshells just to express it. Like why? Why should we? I, the more ideas we get out there, the more we can combat the ones that are bad. Well, we we kind of talked about this the other night. Um, ooh, excuse me. Uh, we, we talked about this the other night. Um, that it it sucks because you know I have a very raunchy sense of humor. Everything I say is in fun and humor to get a laugh to loosen up tense situations. But I feel, especially on this podcast. I have to edit delete so much shit. I have to edit so much because it's just like, like I said, I'm trying. I would like my name to be popular someday, like Stephen King. How uh, can you do that when you won't watch half of his shit? Yeah. You know, like, if us three were to go down in, like, an airplane, it'll say something like, 
Jesse Milani and two others died. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they smelled the garlic on there. Hey. <laughs> Justin must have hey. been on here. Well, if it's burning, it's, it's a savory <laughs> thing. But no, I I just feel like I, that's, I have to watch what I say. And I don't post as much on social media like I used to because it's like people can't take a joke. They don't, and obviously they don't know me if they think the stuff that I post is real and the things I say are real. I, it's, it's all in good fun, but this is the day where it's like 10 years from now, something can come back, an audio clip from this that's been manipulated, And then it's like, Oh, Jeremy doesn't like Italians. <laughs> and and it's true. just like, now I have to try to prove that I, I, I do know like that Italians. you like Italians. Cause you've been gunning for me. I don't know if I'm gunning. gunning I, yeah. I've got you. He's been I ain't trying. gunning for you. Oh, yeah. Going, this is like the eighth time I said it, but like talking about your validity, your validness, your feelings and stuff like that. Like, Certain people process certain things, and I think all of us do the same thing when it comes to processing. We utilize humor as a way to process. Comedians talk about this all the time. By profession, we are not comedians, but we identify with that process here and there. It's like, yeah, like if I'm in a fucked up situation, I'm going to try to poke fun at it because it lightens the load. Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) that's what that stuff is over there. There's a lot of loads being lightened in here tonight. Scooey, scooey. And, and that's the thing. Like, I know when to be serious. But people would tell you that. Like, you, know, you can't make fun of it. It's like, I'm, I'm processing. Actually, I can. Yeah. You can. And it's just, yeah. there's only, like, no I, matter what you do. If I, you don't say anything, silence is violence. It's like, it's not, though. If it's violence, then that would be a crime because violence is a crime. Yeah, violence. Why are you deep throating your microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I missed a good opportunity. I missed a good opportunity earlier with something you said. Uh, what's the difference between three dicks and a joke? I can get a joke out faster than three dicks. Justin own? the mom can't take a joke. <laughs> what? Yes, she can. Remove the microphone from your throat and say that punchline. Sounds again. like you got three dicks in your mouth. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Justin's mom can't take a joke. <laughs> She can. Which mom? <laughs> Same one. Oh, oh, probably not. No. So I think getting back on course here, the fact that we're going after toys now is bullshit. Hey. Let's just let's just uh, let kids be kids. Let's let kids have their own toys. The day that they have a actual offensive toy come out, then we can go across this path. I feel like, and I'm 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 really hoping this is going to be just this generation as well too, because we talk to. We talk to so many underage people. <laughs> please, no, there's, please, there's quite please a bit of <laughs> expand on that and give more detail on that. There's quite That's a bit. That's the of... kind of shit I'm talking about here. <laughs> oh, this is what you're warning. <laughs> uh, 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 Jeremy, Justin's kids' corner. Jeremy talks to so many underage. Get the fuck people. out of here! Stop so that, that shit. That's not even funny. <laughs> no, uh, but like we we've had conversations, intellectual conversations, where they're talking about how like. Yeah, they don't agree with all this, you know, and hopefully it's just this generation above the the, the kids these days or the, the teenagers or whatever. You know, the, the teenagers these days, like my my niece who was on the podcast a few episodes back, you know, her, there's a an actress that we talk with who has a similar concepts like this is kind of going way too far. And hopefully that generation can help expel a lot of that BS that's lingering around. I don't think they will. I feel the kids, kids today, they're too lazy. All they have in front of them is technology, their phone or an iPad. They don't live life. They don't, they don't try to 
and I'm not saying everybody, but a large portion of them, they're just lazy. And they, they are the, what, what's that? What are they called? Uh, Millennials. Yeah. They're, they, if they don't get their way, they complain until they get their way or until whatever it is they don't like is canceled. And it's only going to get worse because that's what they're going to teach their kids and their kids are going to teach their kids. And by the time they're our age or older, they're going to be the ones that are running for president. And I mean, we've already seen lately what, what the future can hold with like presidents and what things that are going to happen. So I don't, I only think things are going to get worse and not get better because our generation at least understood things. We did things like we didn't, and granted we didn't have really the technology that they have today. If we were young kids nowadays, I'm sure we would be, we are millennials ga- gapped into that, but we, they changed. We that. went outside when we, I, we I remember play, we played until the streetlights came on. Then we came home and then we maybe played with like Nintendo or super Nintendo or Sega for a little while. But we weren't like the minute we got home from school, which when you're at school, you have an iPad, you've got a laptop, you're always on that. The minute you get home, instead of playing with your friends, it's like, I'm going to go upstairs on my Xbox. I'm going to play with my fin- friends virtually. Shut up, mom. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's just, I don't know. And, 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 and I think that a lot of parents are just lazy these days and they, they like the fact that the laptop, the iPad, the phone, the Xbox is the babysitter. Right. It gives them their time to check up on new age made up science. Have a bottle of wine in the Xanax while their kids babysit themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes share with the kids. I would definitely, um, I don't know. I, I would definitely, if I ever had a kid or kids, um, I would definitely set rules. I would tell them like, you know, you have this amount of time every day to do something constructive that doesn't have to do with technology. And I would explain, I like if they, if they ask questions about things like this, like the Mr. And Mrs. Potato head thing or mommy, why, why was that guy once a guy, now a girl type of thing? I would, I would talk with them. I would tell them I'd be real with them, but maybe that's why I'm not a parent. And you guys are, would, is that something, would you, do you feel like you, if your daughters came up to you, Justin, and asked you like a question like that, like, you know, like the Caitlyn Jenner or whatever, like if they're like, well, didn't he used to, didn't she used to be a guy? Like, would you be honest with them or how would, how would you handle that situation? Well, I think honesty is key. Yeah. Like if somebody, like I, I, I think that instills a quality into them. If they, if I'm being honest with my children, that they would be honest back and show that that is a value that is to be valued, you know, like, I would explain it to the best ability. If she has questions, I think teaching a child how to think instead of what to think is much more virtuous. You'll go further. They, they can live their life a little bit more, well, much more fulfilled instead of just spouting out the same old rhetoric that everybody else is saying around them. It's like, no, you need to question things. It's like, if it doesn't make sense, like you need to research it. You might not have the answer and it's fine to say, I don't know. And I think that's one of the issues that we have with just culture. It's like you're always shamed for not having an answer and having some sort of filler will do until things change, I guess. It's like it, it, it's no. truth is important, I would say. And, I you know, Lonnie, but we only have eight more years. So, Lonnie, let me ask you that's this until question. Asteroid Apophis hits in 2029. So. Uh-huh. Several years down the road, Moxley 
decides he wants to start playing with Barbie dolls. And he has your Barbie dolls. He has a bunch of Barbie dolls and stuff like that. You know, I'm not saying like that's all he plays with, but he really enjoys his four or five different Barbie dolls that he has. How do you feel about that? How do you handle that? Go to the store and buy more if you want. Twinkie. I'm not calling him a Twinkie. I'm looking at the Twinkies. Oh. <laughs> You're fast. I, you know, if he can do whatever he wants, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. If it's it's under the philosophy, and and I, this from from day one of deciding that we're bringing a child into this life, it's he is going to have the opportunity to make his own decisions. Like, if he wants to cut his hair and dye it green, that's his choice. If he wants to get a bunch of tattoos, it's his choice. If he wants to sit in his room and write poetry all day, it's his choice. If he wants to play with dolls, absolutely, I'll go to the store and buy it. If he wants to wear a dress, that's awesome. I'll paint his yeah, toenails for him. Once you get that stimulus, right? When we get that, <laughs> he gets all that up. <laughs> three that three hundred bucks a month. That he'll have the sweetest little dress. It's it's absolutely one hundred percent his choice, and I will defend any choice he wants to make. If he wants to bring a guy to dinner, then then God damn it, he's going to be the prettiest guy in the world. But absolutely, it will 100% be his choice. I will make some suggestions. So like, you're saying he has to abide by some sort of beauty standards now? Absolutely. He ain't, bringing, he ain't, he ain't bringing no scrub in this house. Uh, it's those dolls, I tell you. The beauty standards. Oh, my gosh. No, but, but honestly, like, and I've I've said this jokingly, I'm like, He's allowed to play any sport he wants to. He might get better gear if he wants to play baseball or hockey. But <laughs> not the hand me downs or something at a yard sale if he yeah. wants to play football. Yeah, yeah. If he if he plays a sport I can't sit can't stand sitting through, then <laughs> oh. he might not good get good you stuff. Know, and that, that's something I know my mom doesn't listen to this, but my sister does and she'll probably pass it on to my mother who actually works from her house. But you mentioned that like I have to thank my mom for, you know, she had three kids and, uh, that we know of and, <laughs> um, but mom knocking up all things, the boys in town because all of us were into, into stuff. Like, I think I was into more activities than my sisters, but like, I was more into your my, mom, my fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> but she sat through all my, I mean, I played baseball for God knows how many years she went to every single one of my baseball games. Uh, I was in, you know, band in junior high and high school. She went to all the concerts and competitions, just all the things she went through and sat at, you know, she did that. My, my dad didn't, I mean, he came to some here and there, right. uh, more so like the baseball sporting stuff, but you know, thank you, mom. Like she, that, that for her to do that. I mean, t- that's a thing too, that even in my adulthood days, like it, it's a driving force behind like why I stay active with creating things and doing things. Cause it's like, She's always supportive. And like for me to know my mom was supportive of me was just, it was great. It's great. And, you know, I commend any parent that, you know, even though I know like my mom at these things is probably like, oh my God, I got to go to another one of these. (laughs) But she went to it and she, she was there. She videotaped a majority of them and, you know, she, she did it because she loved her children. So any parent that actually supports their kids and, makes the time to go to all their stuff, you know, you, you deserve a pat on the back Absolutely. because yeah, I, I can tell you right now, it may not seem like it now, but when your kids get older, they will remember that. Absolutely. Right. It's like my, and I plan to have like a, a life of my own as well, you know, as having kids and like when they get old enough, you know, like my, my oldest Zora, she's about to go into school here and 
we're thinking about getting her to sports and and I would like to like look her in the eye and be like, you know, this is your first game and I'm sorry, but daddy's got a life. We got a podcast to record. So. <laughs> You're luck. missing her game right now. <laughs> that's what those texts are going off. <laughs> it's Oops. updates on the score. Dad. Yeah. That's what, and, and kind of along the Dad same, will come. He'll same, be here. Same lines along that. Like we didn't have a lot of money growing up as kids or as I was a kid in my family, but man, if I needed new skates, there was a new skates. They might not have been the top brand skates on the market, but I got skates. They might have been hand me downs. They might have been, you know, played against sports skates. But if I needed new skates, I had skates. Right. If I needed, if I broke a stick and I needed a new stick, then we might not have got food that week. But damn it, I had a new stick. They drove me all around this country. What for game bowling. were you playing? Uh, polo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how to know. swim, but that Marco. horse that horse got around pretty good. No, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, if I needed it, I got it. I don't know where half the money came from because, you know, but... Your parents probably don't want you to know where that money right? came from. <laughs> my, my mom invented twerking. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, no. Well, it's it's those, those sacrifices that you don't... You didn't really realize that your parents might have yeah. made, that you didn't really appreciate it until you got to our age. We are like, fuck, like I was a dick. I think oh. even if you had like the bad example, or you, like you had the parents that didn't come to those, it's still an example. I mean, you can look at that and be like, I want to do something different, you know? Right. And you have that choice. Right. And a lot of people use that as an excuse. Like my parents were never there. It's like, yeah, but you can be there for your parents. 100%. That's, that's yeah. the thing, uh, turning something or that's negative, your kids. something negative into something positive. Like I, I can, it's not the main reason, but you know, my dad was a big drinker. Right. That's what led to his death he drank too much he killed his liver without your liver you can't live and i saw growing up what that did to a family i mean he wasn't like an abusive uh drunk or anything like that he just kind of you know he was easy he would easily easily somebody to anger and just like make him like like not punch you like i said but he would just get angry when he would drink and you know, I, I seen how it affected family life and stuff. And that's, I, I always told myself, I'm like, I will not let that happen when I get older. Granted, I thought I was going to be married and have a kid or so at this time in my life. And I'm not, but who knows what the future holds. Uh, but I vow I wouldn't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let something like that interfere with my wife, my kids. And, you know, that's, it was a rough thing growing up with, but. I took positive from it and I don't right. drink. And that's a big reason why I do not drink. I commend so. you for that. There's a lot of adults who, like I said, they just use the excuses. They don't assume their responsibilities. It's like, mm-hmm. once you know, you can make the difference. Knowing is half the battle. And that's from GI Joe. And it doesn't matter if you GI Joe or Barbie. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk about something else here because we do have a little bit of time. Let's talk about, Something else. Sex, baby. Uh, no, uh, Justin, you may not like this this topic, but those of you that don't know, Lonnie used to be the host of another podcast, and I was kind of a producer of it, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, about fake. about professional a wrestling. Babysitter, yeah. Fake. Uh, yeah. Um, Did you say fake? And so <laughs> I'm just ignoring him. It's predetermined, uh, bro. Uh, but uh, so I think this will be kind of fun to, to talk about uh, and to get your <laughs> input on it, Lonnie, but... Uh, something happened this past Sunday oh, at a professional wrestling. I watched it. Yeah, I, I watched that ending part like a million times. 
But this past Sunday, there's uh, a professional wrestling company out there called AEW, uh, and they had a uh, pay-per-view, and their main event was, what was it, a death match? It was a, a barbed wire. It was a barbed wire exploding death match. So basically, the, the ropes had barbed wire wrapped around it. There were barbed wire, like, there were pieces of plywood. No, the ropes were, no. Were no, the they, ropes? Had, they had barbed wire. The ropes wire. were there. They, they just had barbed wire yeah. wrapped around the ropes. Yeah. Was it like a barbed wire, like? Gender reveal? <laughs> Might as well. Might as well have been. <laughs> but th- then on the outside of the ring, there's like uh, like four foot by eight foot pieces of plywood that have barbed wire on it. Yeah. And when you get slammed on them, there's explosions underneath of them. And, and sometimes mortars. when you get whipped in, into the ropes, there'd be some explosions that happen too. Yeah, mortars well, on the ropes as well. Long story short was it was a 30-minute time limit. And at the end of the mat, at the end of the 30 minutes... The ring was rigged to explode. And this was their whole selling point of this pay-per-view. People are like, oh, my God. I want front row. This, this ring is going to explode. And knowing professional wrestling, it's like somebody's going to be in it because they wouldn't do this just to build up the suspense to not have somebody in the ring when it exploded. So the match happens. The bad guy wins. The good guy loses. The bad guy has two of his friends come out and they start beating down the good guy and they handcuff him. Well, now we're down to... Handcuffed um, him to the ring or in the ring? In the ring. Now we're down to a minute and the come the siren goes off and the minute countdown starts on the screen and the bad guy's like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. So as they're leaving the ring and heading up the ramp, well, let's pause that, Lonnie. We'll play it afterwards for Justin here. I'm just I'm I'm in creating it visually for the listener. Notice I said listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they're leaving, some other some good guys come out and whatnot, and one of them is this guy named Kenny Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Uh, did I say Kenny? You said Kenny Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Wow. Sorry, I I at least got his last name. I don't watch this. Who little preference about Eddie Kingston? I don't think Eddie Kingston knows that professional wrestling isn't real. Well, after what <laughs> happens, I... I think he probably knows now. So, anyways, Kingston and John Moxley was the guy that was the good guy. That was, and by the way, my son is not named after John Moxley. Okay. I get that a lot. Hmm. Is it they, because he has Mox, Moxie, Moxley? Moxie, yeah. Anyway, Kingston and Moxley, they have a past. Like, they're friends, enemies... Uh, currently, like, I, and I don't watch AEW much, so forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, but they recently were enemies. Well, he came out, Kingston, and showing compassion, like, for his enemy, who's also his friend, like, I need to get him out of the ring. Well, he can't get him out of the ring, and we're down to, like, 10 seconds. So what does he do? He throws himself on top of Moxley as a way to protect him, figuring we're just going to get blown up. So... Five, four, three, two, one. Sparklers and a few puffs. Nothing even coming close to hitting these guys. Kingston sells this thing as though the ring exploded. And I mean, people were, because WWE used to do it where they'd have the ring implode. They didn't, they didn't even do that. They didn't do a close-up shot. You're going, you're going so, way and too. And this right. this wrestling company has fans in the crowd. Like there's probably what two thousand fans About there spread that, out. Yeah, something like that. So this Kingston guy is now in the ring. He's selling it, selling for, it like he's for dead. Nobody's business. The announcers are selling so, it yeah. like he's dead. 
And now they have, I mean, they have been getting shit on so much that this is the worst botch in professional wrestling history. This is? This is. The yeah. dude let's, getting let's, slammed let's, on his head from the... Well, let's, and, let's play this. For, let's, it, let's play it for Justin now, and then, then we'll talk about this it. This is worse than Bret Hart. So this is Kingston running down right now. <laughs> this is lame. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. And he's selling it. Like he is dead, and there's the official doctor. So anybody listening, if you wanna if you wanna see this, just go to a go to YouTube and type in AEW botched ring explosion, and you'll see this. There's some videos out there where people added farting noises and stuff with it, <laughs> and stuff. but I just kind of wanna get yeah. your take on this, Lonnie. You know, it was. The match itself wasn't bad. Like, I watched the whole pay-per-view. I love AEW. It's the only wrestling besides actual deathmatch I watch now is when they have a pay-per-view. Because they st- – yeah, he, he's still selling it. It's the only wrestling I watch besides deathmatch wrestling I watch because I'm so burnt out on wrestling anymore. Yep. Yeah, when it was like, oh, what are they going to do? They have such a high production value, and that happened. And I was talking to my friend who uh, – we go back and forth. He'll buy a pay-per-view. I'll buy a pay-per-view. and We got I, fucked this time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I sent him the message because we didn't get to watch it on Sunday. We we ended up having to watch it on Monday. So we watched it. We were watching it, and I sent him the message. I'm like, sitting down to watch the pay-per-view. He's like, how far are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm at the ladder match. He's like, just wait till the end. I'm like, the death match? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is it good? And he just says, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's either going to be super brutal or super bad. Um, so I got to it and I seen that ending and I was like, oh no, like they lost all credibility. Like, and they have, there's, I think there's no coming back from this. And I know like Tony Khan, the guy that owns AEW, he did a press conference and he's trying to make it sound like that was the plan, but we all know damn well. That was not the plan. Like no. they, they obviously didn't do a practice of what this was going to well, look I mean, like. They can't really. And it, it was just like the the thing is they they could put because the bad guy Kenny Omega, he was the one that rigged Built the, the ring. ring. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because after AEW went off air, John Moxley <laughs> right? sat up in the ring and he, there's video of it where he's just like, Kenny Omega is one tough son of a bitch, but he can't build an exploding <laughs> ring worth a shit. And it's just like. The thing is, there's like they could play it off as a storyline, but it's like you can't because of that Kingston. Terrible selling. Kingston sold this thing like it was a big, huge explosion. Well, so did and, the, and the announcers, announcers did, did too. too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, I was thinking, well, they could say that you know, Kingston passed out because he oh, thought fear. that he was about yeah. to explode, but then with the announcers like acting like. It was the explosion the that did it and stuff like, like yeah. that. It's just like there's no coming back. If from you like, actually listen to the announcers, then they're like, oh, my God, it was such the reverberation and the heat from the explosions. Like they're selling it like it was an actual thing. The like, audience members who are like 10 feet away from the turnbuckles they were and stuff. Booing. Like just they, like, yeah, they were just like in on? a state of like what the literal fuck. Uh-huh. There was a this is awful chant that started. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of. Uh, cause people thought the ring was going to explode and it's AEW. So there was a lot of people in the crowd and you can see a lot of the videos. And I mean, it's just people like bullshit and this is, this is it. What the fuck? But 
The only saving grace that they could do right now is just come out and be completely honest and be like, this is yeah, fake. It, 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 it failed. We, we wanted, we thought it was going to be better than that. You know, shit happens. I, that's the only way that they can get respect. Right. But they lost a lot of viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, that was, I just, I saw that. And the first person I thought of was like Lonnie. I'm like, I cannot wait to talk to him. I'm yeah. going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I felt bad for him. As much money as they probably invested in, in that match. Like it had such a beautiful ending. Like that whole, like as like a professional wrestling story and as a fan, like that was a great storyline. Like pushing Moxley and, Kingston together there for a moment like ending one storyline and kind of creating another arc off that storyline it was beautifully done mm-hmm. having the those two party who have been at odds for so long and kind of wrapping that whole thing up together it was beautiful it was and it was amazing wrap up to everything and then have it shit but on that's the thing so bad it's always gonna be shit from now on the last thing is what everybody remembers and exactly. even though it was a beautifully told story it was a beautiful match that that, that ending huge is asterisk all people is just, are gonna talk about yep. and remember and it's wasted and i feel terrible like and you know if it would have went off like decent it, even if it could have been more smoky and that's the problem with with Daly's place, it's an outdoor arena. So even if they would have did like more pyro, more flash, and more smoke, it would have easily went away. Yeah. And they really couldn't have had a fake ring because they had a ladder match, which had six guys in the ring. Yeah, but WWE did it. They they had a whole show and they had matches and guys on all collapsed and, the stage a few times. And they caught they twice or three times now they've had it where the ring implodes. Like the second and third time that they did it. I mean, it's it obviously have, a point. Yeah, but. but I think I think they could have put a little bit more thought and engineering well, into this. Absolutely, it's like you know, it's 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 sad, but I'm not really a big AEW fan. I see, I just think that you know, a lot of the things they're doing is just to try to be edgier than WWE, and they're they're basically turning into WCW where they're taking the garbage and uh, the old people and bringing them back. Yeah, and I mean, because that was the other thing about the pay per view too is. The big uh, signing Christian, was Christian Cage, Cage, and people are like, "Oh, that's cool," but he was the worst case scenario yeah. and, and whatnot. But it anyways, is, yeah, check check it out. Go go to YouTube. AEW ring like explosion. it's not even funny. It's just sad. It's funny if you watch it with the fart noise. <laughs> yeah, I will admit we'll probably that. So add that uh, video to yeah. it. I think uh, well, episode was. twenty was uh, was fun. That's fun, uh, yeah. I think next time, Justin, you'll have the lead. We'll all have topics, but you get to be the the lead host. Get be uh, the be the Ahab of this ship. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for BPT movie reviews episode two when we review The Dead Don't Die, 2019, starring Bill Murray and Adam Driver, Danny Glover, Steve Buscemi, a, a shit ton of people. Chloe Savini without a dick in her mouth. <laughs> uh, that's just true. We didn't see that part. Well, it's in the extras. So, <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Follow us on any social media outlet platform, especially Facebook. I think that's the only one we really have something for. Uh, look for the Boundless Pod Trap on there. Give the page a like. Share the page. Help us get bigger. So, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to say something. Stiffness. I'm. 
I'm a I'm mature. Okay. So, so for Lonnie, oh. Justin, I'm Jeremy. Be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Ciao, ciao. Strong. listening to this week's episode join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the boundless pod trap can bring you